Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. a and And joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sands, but Primetime. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's me. It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. I mean, you sit over there on them comfortable couches that they had at the Celebrity All-Star Game this Friday? <laughs> I wish. Oh, uh, man, they, kick, feet kicked back and everything, man. Are you, I swore they was athletes, right? Well, I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, really? Darius Miles probably needed one, though, for real. Uh, uh, also, joining me is uh, the greatest catch lady sketch. Hello, everyone. So, unfortunately, right now, obviously, I didn't hear my co-host, the man with the reality, Q-Flow, Flow, the rookie. My man, you know, is working and enjoying Valentine's Day with his fiance now. Oh. So, uh, you know, bruh, I appreciate you. Go ahead and do your thing. You know, work hard, you know what I'm saying, and do what you need to do. He sent us his list today, so we're going to, you know, still go over our next, uh, uh, our next 10 on our African-American, you know, wrestlers list. And, of course, we got Takeover Portland this Sunday. Mm-hmm. got the Rufus Aggression documentary coming up. Mm-hmm. Then we also got uh, the Rock's daughter going to be up in this job, mm-hmm. man. A lot of things to talk about. But before we go into that, let's make sure we give an honor and talk about SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com for all your uh, your podcast needs, such as both sides, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, and the Market Dark Show. But also check out... Mark makes a movie and Life of Kofi. Now, according to the date, I'm at, I we supposed to be on episode five. Not sure if that's true or not, but I'm gonna say the two episodes are up up there as well. So make sure you guys check out Life of Kofi. Then you guys can check this out on there as well as the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dolph Sober Tongues. And, of course, we got more content coming your way, such as Ballers Lounge and Man Talk. And also, you guys should check out TheRealNerdCoalition.com to get your Nerd Coalition merch and to get all that great stuff, the content that we have on Nerd Coalition and underneath the whole umbrella. We all one big family. And you guys just listen, listen to us on all your podcast apps, such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you, if, hey, if there's a podcast app, we there. Most we likely. Episode 5 of Life of Kofi. Episode 5 of Life of Kofi, thank you. It's a season finale. Season finale. I, I got to make sure I watch it now. Then, uh, 
Also, let's throw some on YouTube or YouTube Premium. But if you guys are not into, if, if you guys uh, have Google Play, I was told that you have YouTube Premium as well already. So, that's it, guys, right there. So, um, welcome back. Hope everybody's enjoying this Black History Month. So, we did good last week. Me, Prime, and Q had narrowed it down when you wasn't here late sketch of mm -hmm. uh, 50 to 41. So, uh, right now, I'm going to take the time to go over uh, number 50 through 41. I have it here if you want. Uh, oh, you have it? Okay, yes. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to read off the list of what we had. So, this is from 50 to 41 going on down. I'm going to get a piece of paper so we can write all of them down. All right. Uh, Primetime Ely Skipper. The Primetime Players. Cedric Alexander. Jason Jordan. Tony Atlas. Norman Smiley. Bad News Brown, Monty Brown, Viscera, and Jazz. So this week we're coming back here and we're doing forty to thirty-one. Okay. So this is this is gonna be good. So this time Q Flow is not gonna be here with us, but uh, he did send us his list and Lady Sketches joined us for this one. So uh, Prime, me, uh, how about you start first? Or just just run down your list. I'm gonna run down mine. Lady Sketch, you run down yours. I'm gonna run down Q flows, and then once again we get into the, uh, the the debating, so we can do part two. That's what I'm actually excited about, cause now we're getting more into the nitty gritty of people that we you know actually watch. Okay, okay. All right, Prime, go ahead. Forty to thirty-one. Ooh, all right. So forty, I have Special Delivery Jones. Okay. <laughs> uh, thirty-nine, I have Bobo Brazil. Mm-hmm. Thirty-eight. <laughs> Ooh, I'm doing the butcher. I right. keep forgetting about. Go ahead. And then those are the names that kind of don't really know that much. Now here's the names that kind of really, you know, I kind of know. Rocky Johnson is 37. Charles Wright is 36. Ahmed is 35. <laughs> Stevie Ray is 34. Devon is 33. MVP is 32, and Bianca Belair is 31. Woo. Okay. Y'all is all over the place. Uh, lady sketch. Go ahead. I'm I'm in the middle of doing this. Okay. Read Q flow. Okay. Q flow. This is what Q flow has from forty to thirty one. Orlando was. Did he got? Did you put Orlando Brown? Did I? <laughs> Why are you put? Yes. I promise you that was off muscle memory, but it was supposed to be Orlando Jordan. I'm. I'm so about to say Orlando Brown. I just was right. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Who did uh, who did he say for his? Orlando Jordan, Brandy Rose. <laughs> I was talking about Trump. Go uh, ahead. Me, Jason Jordan was already on there. D'Lo Brown, Rocky Johnson, Swerve Scott, Private Party, Leo Rush, Street Profits. Okay. Okay. This is my list of forty to thirty-one. I got Bianca Belair. Charles Wright, Brickhouse Brown, Ahmed Johnson, Street Profits, Two Cold Scorpio, Naomi, Leo Rush, MVP, Devon Dugley. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And now for you, Lady Sketch, to give me your 4031. All right, my joint's kind of jacked up. Just read them all down because we, we, we I fix did list. not in order. I gotta. Okay. I just wrote my list and start writing numbers next to it. So. Gotcha. All right. Where we at? 40, I have Bianca Belair, 39. Microphone's right here. Uh -huh. 39, I have uh, Street Profits, 38. I have Naomi, 
37. I have Devon Dudley, 36. 36 is where I, I lost myself. Okay. I don't think I wrote down a, 30, a 36. 35, I have uh, D'Lo Brown, 34. I have Leo Rush. I feel like that should have been switched. 34 is going to be Tuco Scorpio. 33 is Leo Rush. Okay. 32. Ooh. 32, Bobo Brazil. And 31. I'm going to mess over here, y'all. I'm so sorry. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I, I, <laughs> so. This is okay. not the best way to do this system. Okay, obviously not. So, right there, I guess you have, have a list of what's going to be the final, right? Yes, this is what I was trying to get done. Okay. But. So, as of right now, there are some things. Okay, look, let, let, let the friendly debate begin. Uh, prime time. Uh, what's up? What's up? How the hell do you have Stevie Ray over Rocky Jaza? That's a good question, cause I wasn't even gonna put him in this. This he was gonna be well, next. I kind of, I kind of messed myself up with them too, cause um, I was plugging names and that one I just forgot to plug. It, I mean, it's all I, right. I, I'm about to say because we're not putting the first black to do like almost everything in wrestling against the flapjack. <laughs> okay, so now we're at number forty. Now, last week we put Jazz at number 41, right? Mm-hmm. And, yes. and as it, it's official, it can't be changed. So now I was sitting thinking, like, maybe that spot should have went to Bianca Belair because Jazz has won more championships. Jazz has had more WrestleMania appearances. You know, Jazz has had, you know, a, quite a more lengthy career. She was Beth Phoenix before Beth Phoenix. Yeah, that is true. So I felt as though that maybe her Bianca Belair should be switched. That's why I have Bianca Belair at forty. Okay. I agree with that. Obviously, I put her at forty-two. I huh. think she should be there. She has yeah. a, she has a loads loads and loads of potential. Yeah. Now the, the way I look at it is I, I call Bianca Belair my Shaq pick. What I mean by that when they did the the, 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 the top fifty NBA players of all time mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety seven at the All Star Game. They put Shaquille O'Neal on that list. He only been playing since 92. And some people didn't believe that, but they ended up getting it right because he is one of the greatest centers ever played a game. Mm-hmm. So, Bianca Belair, I see the potential, in other words. Mm-hmm. That she is going to be great. And she just hasn't reached some accomplishments yet. But since Jazz is already on there, I figured that we start the list off with Bianca Belair at 40. I agree. Okay. Cause that's where I put her. Do you agree with that part, time? Uh, I can agree. I can agree. I can agree. I can agree. Who do you, who would you have at forty then? Now I have. I only put Bianca Belair higher is because I see the potential of what she can do. Like I see more potential of her than like Apollo Cruz. You know, I, but she's got more of a package than Apollo Cruz. I I do agree. So if if you if you if you see her a little bit higher, where would you add her? I mean, who would you put in place number forty then? Compared to everybody's list of who we all got, maybe Bobo Brazil. I see. I would probably put Bobo Brazil. See, it depends because you know Bobo Bobo Brazil is one of those you know one of our wrestling icons. It it was did a lot of first black stuff. Mm -hmm. And he he was he was a a long term. he, he was a long-range champion. 
So wait, y'all didn't knock out Godfather, right? Not yet. Okay, so Not yet. I feel like that's kind of... I, I should have moved him up because I don't want him... Maybe he should be 39. Ugh. I don't know. Well, in my opinion, Godfather, this section is Godfather territory. This is his territory. Yeah. That's why I'm, yeah. like, I'm kind of I'm like, where do I stick him? Because I think this is where he should be. Uh, Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Bless you. Thank you. These kids, they try and take me out. Um, um, Bobo Brazil got a lot of championships under his name. He is part of the NWA Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at his accomplishments right now. Even though he's a the WWE Hall of Famer, and he's a United States Heavyweight Champion seven times. So, it's hard if I would put Bianca Belair over him. Oh, I definitely put uh, him. I had him. At, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick Godfather in there and bump him to 31. And Godfather will just right, be in the middle of the pack. Or how about this? How about this? I'll I, I put this out to y'all. Godfather at 40? Uh, I don't know. Not at 40. I don't know why I don't feel like a... I feel like he's like a 36, 37. Yeah, I saw him somewhere in the middle of the pack. Like, okay. I wouldn't. I would definitely put him over the Street Profits. I'm a little more hesitant to put him over Bianca Belair, but, but I kind of have to because she hasn't done much yet. So would you put Street Profits at 40? Street Profits, I would switch Street Profits and Bianca Belair. They could be 40. I would say she could be 39. Godfather could be maybe 38. What about Leo Rush? Since I know multiple people had him on his list. I moved to, he's higher up in the list for me. I have Leo Rush oh. higher up in the list because I see the potential also and besides Leo Rush is self-trained. And he's also, he's also won titles. Okay. Yeah, it, you know, he, he won that Cruiserweight title. He's he is self uh He's self trained? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why he got that chip on his shoulder. Mm, okay, well uh, alright, well then I have Brickhouse Brown on my list. Would y'all wanna put Brickhouse Brown at forty? That's a lot of browns. Um, it's woman got a I feel like it's woman gonna leave off Brickhouse Brown or S D Jones. I don't know. I just feel like Okay, just, you know what? I you know what? You're right. I do agree. So let's look at the accomplishments. Who got the most I think accomplishments? Y'all are better at this than I am. I think for those two, I don't. I, I think okay. So I'm looking. At, I'm looking at SG Jones here, and who just died t- 2008? Not that, not that far, long ago. Uh, he was a Hall of Famer in 2019. Years. Oh God. All right. Uh. Whoa. What? He don't have that many highlights at all. Who? S.D. Jones. Okay. Now, let me go look at Brick House. Brown. He's Mike and Mike. Just letting it all hang out. Ow. Okay, yeah, see, Brick House Brown has 
a lot of he, he he's a multiple time champion all over the world from world class championship wrestling, mm-hmm. Texas Heavyweight Champion, United States Wrestling Association. He he a couple championships there. Then uh, Southeastern Championship Wrestling. He got a tag team championship there. Then he uh, South Greatest Wrestling Fans got a championship there. Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked him number one thirty out of five hundred, and then one forty one uh four hundred fifty one out of five hundred in uh in single wrestlers in two thousand three. So with him being older he was still doing things also. Brickhouse Brown gets the vote. Uh, so do you not want like special delivery Jones in at all you wanna put him in at forty? No, I take him off period. Okay. So forty Brickhouse Brown? Yep. Call in favor say right, no, I'm joking. All right. <laughs> put Brickhouse Brown at we're gonna put him in at forty. All right, so now we're going. Now we're going to, to a thirty-nine. We can put the profits there. Y'all say profits. Street profits. I think they. That's a. That's a good spot for them. Okay, because they haven't won anything yet. No. Yeah. So I'm surprised you. Uh, I'm surprised you less had to put uh, Dawkins on this list. Look. He only there because of Montez. Ford. He only there because of Montez Ford for real. But you know what? That's what I was thinking about putting Montez Ford as a singles. He's there because he's Bianca Belair or Jason. Dogs has got more f- better and entertaining, so you know he he has shown some day. You know he got that playing fitness body. I know you have a problem. Not the uh, playing fitness body. But uh, you know what? She, she, she promised at thirty nine. I'm cool with. Everybody cool with that one? Yeah, I'm cool with no that. Objections here. That's where I have uh, Montez. So then I'm cool. If that's the case, I'm cool with Leo Rush at uh thirty eight. You want to put Bianca Belair over him? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Probably didn't agree yet. Okay. Wait, for which one? Street Profits or Leo? No, Street Profits is 39. For 38, Leo Rush. Okay. Leo Rush. I can I can deal with that. Because that puts Godfather and Bianca over Leo. Okay. Are you cool with that? I don't know. Yes, I'm cool with that because I really mm-hmm. do believe in Bianca. Okay. okay. Wait, no, if you don't... No, 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 no. no. I, I'm only looking at what has he done, but... I feel like she may have the potential for a little more longevity than him. Yeah. If he don't get out of his own way. All right, so I I can agree with Leo. Okay. At thirty eight. Now we got here we got Leo at thirty eight. Now we at thirty seven. I'm going to my thirty seven. Oh, okay. what'd you say? I was gonna say my thirty seven was uh, Rocky Johnson. My Rock- thirty seven was Devon. Rocky goes higher. He goes. I I I think he goes higher. I think I think Rocky could be an argument of uh, uh of thirty one to twenty. Mm-hmm. Because of all the accomplishments he had, and yes, having the Rock is so one say, of them. And the Rock is, you know, being the Rock's daddy gives him a little bit more pull there. Now, mm-hmm. names to throw out there. I'm thinking too cold Scorpio. Oh, not this low. I went from this low. Yeah. Oh my god. I could, I could live with putting him at like a thirty-three. But here's the thing: the or reason why I'm saying is like this: Can we really put Naomi, Devon Dudley, MVP, and Ahmed Johnson before two cold Scorpio? Only oh, too cool. Look, too cool. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not after you put it that way. Because 
too cold. It's too cold. And he did incorporate the dancing, the kind of do rare. He does do a moonsault leg drop. Nobody does that. But his accomplishments when it comes to winning are not, you know, it's not really up there. He was never in the title picture like that. But the, oh, but I mean, but we do have to count impact. And Flash Funk did not impact nothing. No, but him and that, that leg drop, he walked so Keith Lee could run. <laughs> well, dog. No, I mean I'm cool. I think you could put him at 37, and then because Na- who would you say Naomi? I met Johnson. Charles Wright. And uh, you know what? You know what though? Because I mean, uh, what about D'Lo and Devon? Well, I feel like D'Lo is a 30 through. I, I think D'Lo's higher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I can also do this. I I am willing to put Ahmed Johnson before Too Cold. Okay. I can live with that. Pearl River Plunge. You know what? He was the first How many championships uh, Too Cold won? To what? How many championships did Too Cold win? Well, he know? was the ECW World Tag Team Champion with the Sandman. Then he was the mm-hmm. ECW World, Cha- uh, World Television Championship four times. Then, of course, uh, he's a big-time wrestling champion, All-Star Wrestling Alliance champion. Then he was he's in the Hardcore Hall of Fame, Class 2014. Then he's a German Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion and title tournament winner. Then uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked him 201 out of 500 best singles wrestlers in the year 20, 2003. So he was still old doing his thing. He can still do, the, he can still do that moonsault to this day. Yeah, to this day. Uh, WCW World Tag Team Champion with uh, you you, you know who Buff Bagwell, and uh, best he won the best wrestling maneuver in 1992, but not for what the move you think it was. <laughs> what was it? 450. Oh, okay. Well, because, yeah, he did kind of make that popular too. He did make that popular because nobody was really using the 450 before Two Cold was using it. So that's why I can I can I, I'll put up higher, so I'll be willing to put Ahmed Johnson at yeah, thirty seven. I'm, I'm, I'm not just ran down his accomplishments. I put Ahmed thirty seven. I mean, I, I can look up Ahmed I'm too. All I all I know off the top of my head is that he was the first black person to win the IC championship. That's all I know too, and maybe tag if that. I mean, well, I mean, well, the way he looked now it looks terrible. But oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, he doesn't have the quite the accomplishments that Two Cole has. He did. He, he has won worse on interviews two years in a row. But mm, what? Now hear me out, cause we, I know we put it. I guess it's in stone now. Yeah. But would you put Leo Rush over him? Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. No, because Ahmed Johnson had a bigger impact on the company. Okay. He was sloppy. He was reckless. But he was, you know, a football player who came in. People loved Ahmed Johnson in the mid-90s, and I don't know why, but he did. Yeah, I don't even, I had no idea. And he did, that pro of a plunge, it, it, white folks are going crazy for Ahmed Johnson. And <laughs> and he would do some reckless stuff. I'm like, this man can't run. Like, the way I could, like, Ahmed Johnson was a ride back back in the day, but worse. And you know what? I'm not even going. I'm not even going. Wait, 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 wait. Go, go ahead. You got to say it for 
I thought it was so ignorant that I wanted to say, but that's still smiling off the ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I hope you don't forget it. Alright, I'm gonna type it out right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I will. Uh, so 37 for Ahmed? I'll, I'll put Ahmed at 37. I'm not mad at that. Is it Ahmed with an E? No, so a? so so the way Ahmed spells his name is A H. Yeah, I know A H M E D. Okay. Yeah, Johnson. Okay. You know that because we putting these spikes on stuff. Go exactly. Ahead. So does dirt? So does thirty six go to too cold? Okay. I'm not mad at that. Oh, you want to put him? Oh, you want to put him high? Or do you? You know what? Him? You know what? You put two cold to Charles Wright. How about I'm not putting. What about Goff. Devon? Does Devon get put picked off the list, or does he get? No, Devon. Now, Devon got a multiple championship. Like, they 20, are the most winningest tag team. I understand, but we haven't spoken about him. That's why. Because I, I wait until we get to like, like 31. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. So two cold. And Godfather, where y'all want to put them? Because I feel like they're middle of the pack folks. I think Too Cold is way better than Godfather. So Godfather and then Too Cold, 36 and 35? Are we still, I'm, I'm down with that. Are we still putting Bianca Belair higher? Oh, shit. Shoot. Because Unless you want to have Bianca be in the middle of both of them. I, I was about to say, I feel like we could put Godfather first and then put Bianca you, Belair. Only because... She could probably outperform him <laughs> all day, every day. She can. She can. She can. Yeah. Okay. Some folks listen right. to this podcast like, this is blasphemy. But I, listen, I don't care. Okay, fine. We'll put... Okay, well, we'll, we'll uh, If you don't agree with it, we can't... You know what? We I'll could, put, we could change it after we look at the list. Okay, how about... I, I will say this. I, I will put... Charles right down first. Okay. See, at thirty six. At thirty, because I, 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 I mean, I do give gotta give credit to Papa Shango and Kama the the the, the, the Supreme Fight Machine. Mm. But uh, the Godfather was obviously where it's at. The, the gimmick w- w- was was legendary. He's in the Hall of Fame for it. Oh yeah, the gimmick, the Godfather gimmick is it. Everything else is like he was definitely a role player. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll go Godfather. Then Bianca Belair at thirty-five. Okay. Can we put him down as Charles Wright or Godfather? Charles Wright. Now at thirty-five, I'll put be a Bianca Belair. Now that just leaves uh, thirty-four, thirty-three, thirty-two, thirty-one. Four spots left. So who? What we're doing? You want to put two cold at thirty-four? I want to put Bobo Brazil. Bobo Brazil. Okay. That's what I would do. Okay. Now. You know what? Hold on. Question. For MVP. I saw some MVP, some D-Lo's. Where we putting MVP and D-Lo's? D-Lo goes to the next tier for me. Okay. MVP is on this tier for me. Now, the only thing is, uh, now, because I'm about to say, we we can't forget about Q-Flow's list here also. What? Now, the only thing about that, the only thing here about Q-Flow's list is, I think Rocky Johnson should be higher. Mm -hmm. Okay. Swerve Scott got kicked off the list. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. much, as much as I tell y'all and I love Private Party, mm-hmm. they ain't done nothing yet. No. Yeah, not yet at all. They're still a young team. I love watching them, but Private Party hasn't done anything yet. So, you know. Mr. Th- Boy Lando, 
I would put Lil Jordan on there if LT Dream ain't doing better. You're right. You're right. Somebody can't take your gimmick and do it better than you did. Yeah, I, I, I will put a little because I did like his theme song, but I, I, I could, I would put a little Jordan on there, especially for being a, a, a legit boxer, and you know, want to come out as bisexual. But Velveteen Dream does his gimmick better, and he's not even gay. All right. Well, so he he kicks him off. Listen to me. Now he has Brandy Rose, which will never sniff a no. list. I'm so- Brandy Rose can be 101. <laughs> Dang. If, she, she if Brandy Rose... Simply because she black, not for if, anything else. If Brandy Rose did take... I'm not trying to sound chauvinistic here. If Brandy Rose took the Miss Elizabeth role, then I think she would be more recognized. Mm-hmm. She's just not a wrestler. No. And, I, and, and I think the Nightmare Collective pushed her all the way back. All right, we're off the list. Now, but how do y'all feel about it's where Scott misses off the list? But how do y'all feel about me and him? He has me and him on here. Ooh, I would have put her earlier. I would have put her uh, earlier in the list too. I would have put her in the high forties, low thirties somewhere in the jazz range. I wouldn't have put me on here in the first place. If she if she went anywhere, she would have been lower. You than know what? No, <coughs> I took that back. I wouldn't have said that because. Mia, I didn't include her in my initial because I I, I gotta take I gotta t- I gotta take her account that she did TNA also. Mm. SJ SJ. Well, I just thought she was. Did anybody straight. know she was black? <laughs> I didn't know she was black. To be honest, I ain't gonna yeah, lie to you. Nah. I did not know she was a little. She was mixed. That you probably would figure that. Especially the way that she dressed. Yeah, I was just like, this is straight Asian. But I was like, they had to play it up. We had to play it up. So. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't put. I me would, in. Yeah, I can't put her in this tier. She would have had to be fifty to forty, um, forty-one for me if she was going to be in here, and I was not here to fight for that last week. Okay, so now, okay, I, I just want to make sure that we didn't forget anything about Q Flow. So what did he? What else did he put? Well, D Lo, we agreed next tier. Rocky next tier. Swerve Scott, we agreed is off because mm-hmm. we got said it was between him and Cedric Alexander. Oh, okay, yeah. And, I'm picking Cedric. And I put picking Cedric. And then uh, Private Party hasn't done anything yet. Leo Rush is already on here. Mm-hmm. She Promises is already on here. Orlando Jordan uh, gets outdone by Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandy Rose is just nothing. No. As much as I love Brandy, and just like, you know, look at her and like, she's staying by her man Cody. She's nothing. I appreciate what she does uh, to help with getting AEW off the ground with him. But besides that, so, how okay? I'm going with Bobo Brazil for 34. For 34. All right. Okay. I was gonna. I was I, gonna go with MVP. You want MVP? Because you list Bobo Brazil's accomplishments, though. So I mean, Bobo I thought, has, has a lot of accomplishments, but uh, uh, I like MVP. But what about MVP? See, no, I don't like that. He got all A's, but that MVP guy, he's likable. No. What did MVP do? All right. Well, first off, MVP helped with the MVP had, had the best T.O. gimmick before T.O. Well, while T.O. was still doing it. <laughs> then he went on the losing streak and went broke. Lost all his money. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, MVP, on the other hand, is because you also got to look, look at error also. That's that's a that's a great ass picture here. That MVP, 
got some. Uh, he got a lot of accomplishments here also. Mm-hmm. And the beatdown clan. Don't forget about that. Yeah, I ain't gonna forget about the beatdown clan. Uh, he was New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP first. First, black first Intercontinental Champion, right? No, just the first Intercontinental Champion, period. Not the black one, the first one, period. First one, period. Okay, yeah. Anyway, he had a champion tournament, which is pretty damn good. Then, uh, of course, he uh, uh, well, he has the Tag Team Championship with Matt Hardy. He has mm-hmm. the United States Championship two times. First person to really win a 2 out of 3 fall sweep on Chris Ben... <laughs> or Voldemort. <laughs> He's a uh, intercontinental champion too, right? No, just just the uh, United States okay. champion. I don't know why I felt like he had the intercontinental championship. Uh, Southern Championship Wrestling. He has the SCW Florida Heavyweight Championship. Uh, he has the IWR Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the Future of Wrestling Tag Team Championship with Punisher. Can he have no belt of TNA? <clears throat> I mean, Impact. Impact. I feel like he did. I thought he did. No, but he helped. I do have to count that he helped move the needle when he came and created when the beatdown clan. Quote unquote, bought the company. Exactly, but it, it brought in viewers. It didn't bring in like you know when Hogan came, but it brought in. It did bring in viewers when MVP did that, and they they did strap a rocket to MVP when he first came into uh, the business. Remember they put him right in that Inferno match, cage match, and street fight with Kane. Yeah, they put him in Kane. Then they start putting him in Mr. Kennedy against Taker and Kane. Exactly. So, MVP has done a lot. Okay, okay. So, the question is, who gets that spot? Is it MVP or is it Bobo Brazil? I mean, I'm not kicking Bobo Brazil off the list if he doesn't get this. No, no, no. I'm just moving him down. Moving him down? Like, I'm just saying, he's... Bobo was up for the accomplishments he has. He's not getting kicked off the list. He just gets moved moved down. He just gets moved to 30, 30 32, or 31. Okay. So, do y'all want to put MVP here or do y'all put Bobo Brazil here? I have a hard time going against the, the people who are the pioneers. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about you? you know, I, I give the MVP. You know what? I like the MVP, but this one I give. I give the Bobo. Let him be 30. Three or higher. Okay, so you'll put MVP in this spot. Yes. Alright, let's put MVP at 34. Alright, so now we got 33, 32, 31. Three spots left. Uh so well, I think shuffle it around to Bobo Brazil, Devon, and we never put two cold. Shit, or Naomi. Or Naomi. Oof. Is so, there somebody in that list that I just said that could be bumped up to the next year to the thir- to thirty or low twenties? Who? Uh, I feel like you could put Bobo at a thirty, and then put the rest of them in there in some kind of order. I can't put Bobo over Devon Douglas. Okay. Or, it okay, just will so not put, help. It's, it's, my body won't so let me do put it. put Devon at a 30 then. I say, if that's the case, you put Naomi next. Um, and who else did I say? I just forgot. Just said first. Too cold. Too cold. Naomi next, too cold, and then uh, Bobo. 
and then we would just, we can discuss putting Devon in the thirty to twenty one. Okay. So, all right, I, I I go with that. So, if that's the case, th- does two cold go over Naomi? I I don't really care about the order. I just think that's just the last three. I feel like I could I could live with putting him in thirty two. I mean, her him in thirty three and her in thirty two. I could live with that. Uh huh. And thirty one would be who? Would be Bobo. Bobo Bo- Bo- Brazil. Okay. And I'm for me thirty would be Devon, and that but that's next week. No, if we go in that do next. Do we all have a lock since we kind of starting this? Early, do we all have a lock that Bobo Brazil is thirty one? Before we get the other two. Yeah, I have a lot that Bobo's was thirty one. Okay. Okay. So now but we got, I had him at thirty two anyway. So now we got Naomi and we got two Cole. Mm-hmm. Naomi is a multiple time SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Has yep. a lot, has a lot of Royal Rumble, uh, you know, feats. Very athletic. Spots and wins. She won a world, since she win one. No, she won. She won. She won. She won the first. She she won the first women's battle royal. And uh, what else? What, what else did Naomi win that? It was like one of the first. She won at WrestleMania. She did whenever she. But she she's did. undefeated. Is she undefeated at WrestleMania? She just won twice. I think she just was. Was the second time? I remember she, she won the championship in Florida. That's a thirty-three. She won the championship and she won the, the battle royal. Oh yeah, so yeah, as right now she undefeated. No, no, cause no, 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 she undefeated because she she had a couple matches. At the AJ Invitational, that she had the other match. Oh yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it tagged to you, so I, I'm going. Yeah, she's not defeated. So, uh, I don't know. Two cold changes. Like two cold changes the game, though. Bringing, bring, bringing like you know, it's like how do I say? Two colds like the one that brought hip hop to wrestling. I get you. I, my, I just feel like like. They both had their own impact in their own way. Yeah, because now she she uh, doing the glow thing. That's kind of affecting. Yeah, she's part of this new wave of um of women that they like they want you to take serious. I uh I got kind of a soft spot for all the women who came immediately after the with the whole evolution thing mm-hmm. where they're trying to get people to I'm trying to be a woman not a diva kind of thing. I don't know. She did come along she did come a long way. Mm-hmm. You know oh you know what? I'm gonna put two cold at thirty three. Okay. And her at thirty two and put Naomi at thirty two. Sure. Let's just put it down. Going, going, going. Yeah, two quarter thirty-three, and then Naomi at thirty-two. All right, so let's read the list from forty to thirty-one. That, we, that who we have. Okay, let me read. Uh, we have Brickhouse Brown at forty, the Street Profits at thirty-nine, Leo Rush at thirty-eight, Ahmed Johnson at thirty-seven. Charles Wright, also known as The Godfather, mm. at 36. Bianca Belair at 35. MVP at 34. Cold Scorpio at 33. Naomi at 32. And Bobo Brazil at 31. Hmm. How you feel about that list so far, Prime? Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. 
all right, I think I think I'm, I'm sitting up sitting thinking because I'm like, once you go into the next tier, the, the next tier is definitely having my Keith Lee's in there. Oh yeah, I think oh, yeah. the ne- the thirty through one will probably be easier to. I think it'll be harder. But I think it'll be easier for this one, kind of how we had a lot of folks like lagging. Like, okay, I don't really know this person's accomplishments like that, but I'm gonna throw them in there because of who they are. I think thirty to thirty through twenty one, we can find some folks we actually watched. Yeah. That just aren't top twenty. Now one to twenty is gonna be the problem. Yeah, so that's what that's what cause that's gonna cause some uh some debate, which will be interesting. But yes, so that is the final list. So we got forty through thirty one locked in. So now that one didn't cause as much debate as last week's did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it did. It did. It did. But I thought I thought it was pretty good. Now, but but next week, cause see, next week, I cause I got one more spot. Sorry, down. I'm looking at the Ernie Lads, and I'm looking at the Keith Lees, mm-hmm. and the D'Lo Browns, mm-hmm. and then uh, the, the Ember Moons. Of, of the, that's all my list. For yeah. Next week. That that that's that's what's really going to start getting a a little a little bit difficult. Okay. And I, I, I already got my, my my ten through one, so I mean, I'm pretty sure there's about five people on that list that nobody can argue with. So, actually, that that may be the shortest part of the video. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think the at least the top five will be. It may some people may dispute order, but there I think all the same folks are going to be in it. I think. And we we, we not put crowd time in this, right? Oh no! They've already been in. Is it? No, no, JTG, the, the man who started the sling blade. Or is he, what, what did he used to call it? The, the oh, I forgot. Uh, it was something hood. You know, it was something hood. I, I, I know it was the shout out. That's what it Yeah, the, the shout, shout out. out. Wow, yeah, the shout out. All right, guys. So that is our list, and now we have to go over and talk about the event that's coming up this Sunday. Which is NXT Takeover Portland. So uh, this is going to be the take. Now, first of all, we never had this before because we about to get back to back takeovers. Because we got this one, and then we got the one that's going to be in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Never mind because they, they are skipping over Elimination Chamber, so mm-hmm. it, it it is a month break. So this is I'm surprised they didn't do this for like had went at the Rumble, but hey, this is the first takeover. That has six matches. All the takeovers have five. Happen. Huh? If they all happen. If they all happen. If they all happen. Okay. So, uh, with that being said, we're about to give our predictions for NXT TakeOver Portland. So, with these six matches, let's just go over all the matches because there's really no low-key matches for me. But, you know, we can start off with uh, the street fight. Dakota Kai taking on Tegan Knox. Who's winning the street fight? We've seen Dakota Kai get the best Tegan Knox with a knee brace, and all of a sudden Tegan Knox for the past couple of weeks have been surprising Dakota Kai in her matches and be getting the best of her. And Tegan Knox does pick up a win over Dakota Kai already on NXT. So does Dakota get her win back in the street fight? Or does Tegan Knox just end this whole feud right now? I think Dakota gets her win back. Uh I don't she gotta do something vicious to this. What she did in that shirt cage was vicious enough. She got to do something more vicious than that. Uh, 
what I would want her to do, it'll probably be a little because it'll probably break Tegan's neck. But you, you know, what's that fish move that she do? She put, she put her knees right there in the back of your neck and she like flips over. The the uh, decapitator or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I want the knee brace on her shin when she does that. And the knee braces. I think she's only did it once with the knee braces. So yeah, I want to see her like, like like do that. It's like snap her neck behind with the, with the knee brace. That would really like like take, it, it, you're right. It gotta be something vicious to uh, take her out. Or maybe uh, <laughs> some through the announce table, probably. I don't know. Or like don't. What's that corner kick that the what, what does she call it? It's not it's not the you know Sami Zayn Haluva kick. It's the like. You, you, you know what she like run over the ring it, it kicks you right I know in the face. what she called I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure she just calls it a kick because I don't, I don't I honestly I don't even want to say she calls it a team kick because that makes no sense but that might be her that's her shtick so that might be what it's called or something like that okay so you got Dakota Kai win this matchup yes I do yeah so do I uh next up for the tag team championships uh, NXT Texas Championships. We got Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Broserweights, Matt Riddle, and Pete Dunne. Or, if they make it to Portland. <laughs> if they make it to Portland. As you see, they're Triple H's private jet. There's still no word if Triple H's jet made it. So, obviously, luck, luck, we're in the clear. Uh, so, I'm like these guys at the tag team. They are really joined together. They have had some a lot of entertaining segments. I'm just wondering if they can coexist and beat Undisputed Era. Because, I look, could, is tonight the fall of the Undisputed Era since Roddy lost his championship already? Does the Undisputed Era lose their tag team championships? And I'm saying, yes, I got the Brozoweights winning the match here. Yeah, I have the Brozoweights winning as well. Um, I just feel like... Uh, I don't even want to be like that, but they kind of switch every year, like, of who wins the title. Like, for example, uh, this year, Matt Riddle and Pete, and Pete Dunne win. Last year, Ricochet and Alistair was was in that match, but they didn't win. And I think the year before that, that team won the titles, ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah. And the titles. So, I kind of, they kind of, like, flip flop every year when they do that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think I, I have, I just have them winning because... Their chemistry is so good. I don't think they want to break them up. I think they. I want to see more skits of Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle as a champion. And that way, you get some gold on Matt Riddle, who needs some gold on him. And Pete, Pete Dunne ain't had no gold on him since the UK Championship. Yeah, who do they face? Who they face? Well, yeah, if, like who? Who are like? What's the tag team? I don't even know the other tag teams in NXT. Well, I've, well, they're probably going to bring back the um. Oh God, who 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 was in the finals of the uh? Who's the Grizzly Young Vets? The, the Grizzly Young Vets they may bring back. Or, I don't know, like I said. They, they should they, bring back Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Yeah, most of the machine guns, that would be kind of cool too. But it's like this, if Undisputed Era wins, who do they face? I mean, I feel like they can find, like, Undisputed Era can find, they're fine teams though. It's like, we'll read them come out and say, oh, you guys think you're big tough guys? You know, like he did for Tyler Breeze back back in the day when he was, they was, he was beating everybody. Yeah. And then Will Regal had to go to Japan to get Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. I feel like they, they should do something like that if they were to win. Do something like uh, go out and get a team to, to fight them. Even though they might lose. But, you know, I kind of like that aspect as well. I said the Undisputed Era did, did 
so everything they can on NXT and hold the championships, I think it's probably just time for a breath of fresh air. And I think if Riddle and Dunn did not get over, I think that it'll be a done deal. But I think since they're kind of over, they'll put the put the belts on them. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Johnny Wrestling taking on Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Balor. that this is is going to be could be the match of the night. Is is Finn Balor giving Johnny Wrestling a shotgun dropkick through the crowd? I don't think he's going to give it through the crowd. I think uh, he might do a brain buster. On, not the brain buster. 1916 on the outside again. But I don't, I don't Is that what got this match delayed in the first place? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's going to hit it, roll him in the ring, probably do the coup de gras, and then pick him up and hit it again because he's a heel. He doesn't care. And he wants to have the last match of Gargano's You know career. that's not what Q-Flow wants. Q-Flow wants to win for Johnny G, even though he's on his fantasy, but deep down, he told me the other day that he said, look, <laughs> ever since he proposed, he feels something different. So now he's starting to become a fan of Johnny G. So, he said he wanted to win. Points. He said he don't care about the points no more, man. He care about Johnny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, wait till he listen to this. I know, man. He'll curse my ass out. Uh, so what? What? Uh, who you got winning? I got Balor taking this one, and the feud is not over. I got Johnny winning this, and that makes the feud not over. Johnny, okay. Johnny's win, and I think right now Balor's not gonna be expecting it, and then Johnny gets to win here because Balor already got a big. He begin big wins on NXT right now, but I'm like, okay, so let's just put you up against Gorgano. Bring you back to Earth a little bit. Bring out the demon or whatever you call it in Japan. And um, take out Gorgano that way. So you say he loses this match and it brings the demon when they fight in Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Or whatever he calls it in Japan. It was a, it was still the demon. Okay. Well, uh, it was whatever he was dressed up as, basically. So gotcha. They didn't have a name. Now, for the NXT North American Championship, we have Dominic Dajakovic <laughs> taking on Keith Lee. So, Mark Henry already hyped this matchup, making it like it's an ultimate clash of super heavyweights, which it is. Mm-hmm. We've seen what they can do on a regular episode of NXT. Yeah. So, imagine what they can do on a takeover. Yeah, yeah. Who wins this? Who wins this? First of all, all I care about is don't kill yourselves on Spanish flies. Don't kill yourselves on poison runners because there is such thing as being too big for that. Yeah, I don't. I think I think Keith Lee is gonna win this. Then they're gonna be back, kind of friends again. Well, I mean, well, I, I won't say friends. I, I I will say definitely be respectful. The only thing yeah. is. I don't know because I I don't if Dominic I, I don't see nothing going with Dominic he's not ready yet. I don't even think he's there. I just think like Keith Lee is just so much of a come up. It's like can you gotta keep up with the momentum. Exactly what I'm saying, but you know, with everything Keith Lee has done, especially showing off at Survivor Series, showing off at the Rumble, being there for a while, showing his athletic ability, 
I'm saying, yeah, they're not going to take it off the Keith Lee just yet. Dominic Dijakovic hasn't really done too much anything other than have some decent matches. But, like, if you give him a championship, like, he hasn't did, did that much mic work and everything. So, we don't know how he's going to handle all that. So, obviously, it'll be a good match. But I got, obviously, Keith Lee retain the championship here. Okay. Uh, For the NXT Women's Championship, Bianca Oh, did Bell- you say Women's Championship? Yeah. Uh-huh. Last man. time we did this, I think we just said the NXT Championship, but you know they changed it back. Yeah, they changed it back because that's how stupid it sound. So <laughs> Bianca Belair taking on Rhea Ripley. Bianca Belair like, no, sweetheart, I'm right here. Don't be looking over me. Rhea told her, I'm not looking over you. I'm looking at you, and I'm gonna go through you. And then she got the KOD for all that talk. So I'm just gonna say something else. Oh, uh, but. Who you, who you think? Who you got? Who I got? Yeah. No contest. Okay. Charlotte comes out because she gonna be in the front. You know how they do the take over? They got like who's who's the person here in the front row? Charlotte's gonna be there just looking like the queen that she is, and then she not gonna forget the dump two jumped her, and then uh, okay, okay, yeah, and then she'll come in there and she's going to attack both of them, and it, it may be a thing where she. Attacks Rhea first, which gets Bianca disqualified. She don't win. Mm-hmm. And then she attacks Bianca, and Bianca comes out and says, look, you had no business getting up in that matchup. You got me disqualified. So that's technically a loss of her part. And she wants her rematch. Now what they can do is they can give Bianca her rematch at Tampa and then do Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. But in my personal opinion... When you got something that's this hot and Bianca is money like this, and we put her that high on the list, you put her at WrestleMania. Okay. I don't think Charlotte's going to be sitting out there just because like a pop aspect. Like Everybody already knows that she's going to attack them, so why not just have her come from the back or from wherever so she can get a pop, not just sitting there the whole time. I just feel. I mean, well, it's kind of like, remember, we, see, we had Goldberg sitting there at No Way Out. And uh, we knew he was going to take Brock, but he, he had his ticket, and we was just sitting there waiting for that moment to come, and we still popped when that moment did come. Yeah, but when, you know, knowing WWE, they're going to they be showing her you know, every 30 seconds just to remind us, she's still out here, she's still here. I mean, you know, I kind of just like it to where you can just take away, and then you know she's coming out, so your mind just, you know, not think about that for a minute. And then when she does come out, it's like, oh yeah, she is coming out. But I think... If they want to set up a triple threat match, they got to, you know, build some heat. So, having Rhea or having Bianca trash talk Charlotte when they're beating up the, the, op, the opposite person can put some heat on them, too. Okay. Like, acknowledging that she's there. Go over and talk about some. This is how we do it here in NXT. Or, you know, or you don't even go here type thing. So, shit, they, they can say that to, to Charlotte while she in the crowd, while she just stands there stoic to the point, like, I'm the queen. I came here to watch to see who my opponent for WrestleMania is going to be, and then she attacks them, and then whoo, and walks off. That's my prediction. I'm, I, I think I, I have a feeling, man, because you know they got things on lock for WrestleMania, but things change. Back, it's supposed to be Becky and Ronda by themselves, but they was like, yeah, put Charlotte in there, Bianca Belair, man, she's coming up. People like her, but she's a good heel, and I'm like, you, you don't mess with that opportunity. Okay. Uh, main event time. 
Adam Cole, baby, taking on Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Ciampa said that he wants to bring Goldie back home. And Ciampa's been on a rampage and been getting the best of Adam Cole for the past couple of weeks. So, does Ciampa get Goldie back? I say no. Why? Because I think I was on the same page as you were. I mean, I just, uh, I feel like for one, I think Ciampa would win if they get a rematch and do an ad tempo. That's for one. And for two, if you're going to break the whole prophecy of Undisputed there, you won't, I don't think they'll do it all in one night. I don't think they're going to lose the tag team titles and the world title. Because when they won them, they won them all in separate nights. They didn't just win all in the same night. You're right. I, first of all, I, I do agree that, um, I, I see Adam Cole losing it in Tampa. Not here in yeah. Portland. Yeah. So, I, I agree. I have Adam Cole winning by having winning dirty. Okay. I have him I have him winning dirty. You so, have what, Roddy coming out? Yeah, either Roddy come out or Undisputed Air coming out. And they uh, are, you know, uh, attacking... Chopper, and things like that, and it doesn't see it. And I, I think it's gonna be dirty because Chopper, you don't want him to uh, lose clean. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this video air gonna come out there. Maybe Valentine come out or whatever. So the lights go purple. Oh wow! Okay. Kind of like he you know what? Because I, uh, I, I didn't even think about Velvet Velvet till you said something. Yeah, because if Roddy is the if Roddy is the only one to come out there singular, then Devil Team Dreams coming out. Uh huh. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, I'm not mad at that. All right, so that is our predictions for actually take over Portland. So you guys, you know, if you listen to us on YouTube, and listen to this section of the podcast, you can post that account who you think is going to win, or email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail dot com. Once again, that's the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. I have not given you all that email in a while, so I'm going to make sure I uh, do that so you can uh, email us questions and things like that. So, let's move on to our next bit of news here. Uh, the daughter of wrestling legend Dwayne The Rock Johnson is set to continue the family legacy. Simone Johnson, who's 18 years old, has started training with the WWE. Following the footsteps of her dad, her granddad, and her great granddad. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? That is kind of good news. How do you feel about the rocks? First of all, I don't know how I feel about her with the blonde hair. To be honest with you, I I take that off of every. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I don't. Need, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know why this was such a big deal because she's been there, like. I guess I guess she's there full time now, not part time. I oh. come in there like two or three days. She's yeah. there every day. I guess that's what makes it a big deal. But given the right people, and if she has the right drive, I think she can do it. But uh, now, look, I've seen they didn't have too many workout videos of her, but the stuff that I did see, I was just like, you know, what she reminded me of a little bit. Uh-huh. Noel Foley. Attitude is, I think 
she's going to do it, but mentally, I don't know if she can do it mentally. You know, you know what I think it's going to be? I think this is going to be, you know, fate finding its way back. Remember how The Rock used to say that his dad was tough on him? And then he would, yeah. he, would, he, would, he would leave crying and screaming. He would like, go run back to your mama. Yeah. I yeah. see this happening in reverse because The Rock, he, he it's like The Rock has that mamba mentality. All right? Yeah. And then he's going to probably put that into her. And I don't know if she's going to receive it well. At first, I'm saying. I don't even think that's the part I'm worried about, though. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. The thing I'm worried about is it's heavy. Look, you look at all these legacies, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not talking about. Look, it's different when Craig Hodges' son is playing basketball, right? Uh-huh. It's different when somebody says, "Hey, Buff Bagwell's daughter wants to get into wrestling." Uh-huh. But when you are the daughter of Tully Blanchard, when you're the daughter of Ric Flair. Well, you're the daughter of Mick Foley, the daughter of The Rock, the daughter of Hulk Hogan, the daughter of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have a reputation to live up to. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because that light is put on there. It's like this. Look, God rest her soul. But Gigi had some pressure. Yeah, she did, but she was taking it because of the way that Kobe raised it. Is that I'm saying? But yeah, everybody's different, though. But I was like, but we don't know what her future or her potential could have been. We we really don't know. That that that's that's for God to know. But what I'm saying is that she could have took it well or or not took it well, but everybody would have been like, look, I'm expecting you to dominate the NBA like your dad did. I mean to dom- dominate the WNBA like your dad dominated the NBA. Same thing like this. Come on, when everybody see Magic Johnson's son, it was just like, wait, why is he ain't balling? And then when he found that he came out as gay and all that stuff, and I was like, yo, Magic, that's your son. What happened? You know, uh, kind of thing. It's like, it's pressure. When LeBron... Yeah, but... When you, like... uh, What you gonna say, my bad? Like, when Broly James grows up, he got got, got, got some issues. Broly got more problems than Bronny. I tell you that right now. Okay. He gonna have way more problems because Bronny... Everybody talk about been talking about him since he was in like fifth grade. Broly, is Broly might be like uh, Lamelo Ball, the the last one, the last ball brother. Yeah. Oh, okay. The one that's good, like people talk about him a lot, but they don't know for sure if he'll do it. Kind of like that. Gotcha. But I'm not judging. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and judge this man. We talk about Simone. Uh, I mean, I'm just talking about like men, like people. Well. Just say whatever. Even when they, like, even when they announced it, it was like your rename is gonna be like the Pebble, or your name is gonna be the Rock <laughs> Junior, or, or you know something like that. She's like, can y'all please not involve my dad in this? Is this is me? And then they just kept going on it and going on it and going on it. I'm like, that kind of stuff. I don't know. She'll be like open to, or unless she's gonna try to get used to it. They have a class on that, but that's probably the hardest part for her because I think conditioning wise. And training wise, her dad is gonna be pretty hard on her. So I think she's got that out of the way. Learning is gonna probably take her maybe five years, three years, to actually learn everything. So from the ground up, I think she she can do good. She has potential. She does have potential. 
I, I'm not worried about the athletic ability because, first of all, both her parents, The Rock and Danny Garcia, both of them. Oh, yeah, her mom, too. Her mom going to be like, hey, you got to eat this and lift this. And- yeah, they, they, they both some straight athletes, so I'm not even worried about yeah. the physical part of it. I'm worried. I am. I agree with you. I ain't worried about like the mental part of it, because people are going to make fun. People are going to say things. People are going to, you know, compare you to things when you you don't you don't want to. Even I, I think that's probably why she blonde the hair. To be honest with you. Well, that was just like a eighteen thing. Yeah. So she turned eighteen. That's when she got it. So I was like, so, you know, but she has a lot to follow up on. Though. She got. She, I, I, I feel like I think it, like, does she have a personality? Because I, I haven't heard this girl talk too much or anything. I haven't heard her. It's just like, does she have the, you know, the personality? It's charismatic. It's, it's like a, it's like charismatic, but it's, it's died down. Like, you can tell she's charismatic, but she dies it down because of the people of her perception of being the Ross daughter. Like, I hope she can, like, obviously... Charlotte Flair, obviously, because remember, remember when she first came out, everybody made fun of her, like, yo, you look ill. You look just, just, just like your dad. And people was yeah, calling yeah, like Charlotte. She, she gave, uh, my bad, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, you can say what you want to say. I was going to say, she gave uh, very encouraging words, too. Hers were, like, from the heart, you could tell. Yeah, but, 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 but in the beginning, she was going to do some things because everybody called her ugly because she looked just like Ric Flair. Yeah, and everybody was saying how she didn't have no talent. She was just there because of her dad. Yeah, and now like, that's so, the type. Of, that's the type of stuff that uh probably you know got to her brothers too. Exa- oh, exactly. But then you, you you it's just like I hope she can overcome that, grind it out, and then you know represent your people, and also rep you you, you got a lot of family to represent. You got Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You got. Samoan and you got African Americans. Mm-hmm. Everybody is is looking at you to, to pick a side. Don't do that. Re- represent your family as a whole. Also, I I think that's also important, especially when you come from like a biracial or very uh, culturally mixed family. I can see this almost being like a page type of thing. Like she comes from a family of wrestlers. But doesn't quite know where to fit in as far as wrestling and character wise. Yeah. And stuff all like that. Like I don't know if I want to if I'm want to actually do this or if it's just because of who I am or I'm addicted. I'm you know just drawn to wrestling. You know stuff like that. Yeah. I would I I would say I hope that she you know I I the, the good thing is she has NXT. Yeah, she has a good team. She also has good friends and yeah, good but but but, say, but, 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 but NXT and that performance center helps out a lot, opposed to what something that they didn't have back in the day. Yep. You know, back in the day, that there was that OVW or that they send you down south to you know to learn some wrestling moves, and then you got to come up, come up, and then make it on your own when it comes to character stuff like that. Now they got promo class, they got character so that they teach you all this kind of stuff. Now, granted, she's going to come out. And she's gonna probably be jobbing a lot, you know. The, I don't think I think she might do exactly what Charlotte did, which was have her first match be like a big showcase. Like, not they're not gonna put her out until she's ready to come out. Not like 
Charlotte instantly came like Becky. She came out. Of course, she was like, you know, ain't nobody really know her, care about her. Her Sasha Bailey, all of them was coming out as jobbers, but Charlotte started off as like not winning, winning, but she was like, uh, she didn't, she didn't job. She either won, it was like fifty fifty. But I put it like that, it's fifty fifty. Okay. Look, I, I wish her the best. I wish her success. Uh, I know, her, I know. Uh, her dad is going to like I said. He's not going to nothing happen to her, but he is going to work her. Mm-hmm. He is going to work her. So, uh, you know, just know, you know, what I'm saying, ain't gonna be easy out here. But yeah, you know. So, all right, I, I'm cool with her going out there. You know, and, and living that dream. Uh, real quick. Uh, Sunday is <clears throat> they're showing the Rufus Aggression documentary. I know you said you don't want to look nothing up about it because you know because you gonna start going down a wormhole. But now, was Rufus Aggression your era when you start coming into wrestling, or did you come into the PG era? I came in like started watching through the end of Rufus Aggression. Okay. Kind of oh, going into the PG era, but then obviously I went back and watched everything. Gotcha. So with this new documentary coming up, which is supposed to be like the Monday Night Wars, except <clears throat> with the ruthless aggression era, what are some things that personally you want to see them talk about? Smack. Oh, wow. can they talk about the SmackDown series? Can they? I mean, they hey, can. No. Minus no, they one. Can. Yeah, so it's not gonna be the SmackDown six. Okay, well, scratch that. Uh, obviously they're gonna talk about Cena and Batista. That's a given. Well, uh, that whole class of 2001 is amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna talk about all of them, like individually and probably all of what they did. The rise—I want to say the rise of Edge with the main event. Of, you know how Edge got into the main event. Yeah. I say that I probably would want to see. Um, mm. dang, they can't really talk about the SmackDown Six, though. I mean, they, they, they're probably going to have to mention it. You can't talk about the, the the whole war between SmackDown and Raw, especially in the beginning when, when they got an episode called Civil War, and not talk about the SmackDown Six. Well, how about I would want superstars to be highlighted? How about that, right? I would want Kurt Angle to be highlighted, John Cena, of course, uh, Batista, Mysterio, Eddie. I want them to be like very much highlighted, and <laughs> as much as we like to talk about it, the Reign of Terror. <laughs> Yo, as much as we like to talk about it, if they talk about it, they gotta talk about it right though. Yeah, I mean, we gotta talk about the backstage of Triple H. You won like six hundred matches in a row. <laughs> Honestly, no, things I want want them to actually talk about is. I want to know where the idea for the Elimination Chamber came up. Okay. I want to know why they decided to move Kane's match in 2003. <laughs> oh, seriously? Because I was okay, like, okay. Well, what was the what was the, the decision? Of, you know, of of uh, doing that. I want to know about WrestleMania. Well, he already tell that on the Stone Cold thing. I don't know. Oh, he you know he, he probably did. You're right, but still, it was still a documentary. He still, still want so tell it again. I do want to get. Um, how come Booker T and Stone Cold never got that blow off match? Okay, and it's, and I want the, the Brock to the rise of Brock. 
Oh, no. well, we are getting the rise of bra. So those two things we get, we are getting the rise of bra. Uh, I want to talk about how the death of Eddie Guerrero really impacted the wrestling world. Okay. And almost because that's not the only death that impacted, but you know exactly. Which they, they will probably have to get into if they want to get into the, right. the huh? So are they gonna have to show that episode? Cause they, if they do, they gonna have to cut him back because he in the front. Look, you know when he crying with the uh, with the uh, I'm your poppy, I'm your poppy shirt. Yeah. So they no, no, no. no. Well, here's the thing. The, well, on the on the network, they don't cut out Crystal Wild footage anymore. No, they don't. They don't cut them out. They just. I'm just saying, like you know, for the their documentaries, some new stuff that they have coming out, they don't. They try to so much to exclude him. It's like they get shots of like the back of his head, or like the shots where yeah, they're but, covering uh, him, where they don't show his face at all. Well, some things they can't, you know, fix. So, yeah. well, I, I obviously they'll probably they'll probably show him, and they probably just won't acknowledge him. Okay. But they'll have to show the clip, but they won't acknowledge him. But how Eddie Grove did rock the world and rock the wrestling world when he passed away, you know, and how that, you know, set the country back and how the the whole big wild thing set everything by. Now I don't. They say all depends how far down they get into ruthless aggression. If they go into 2007, like the fans say it is, then yeah. But if they go into like this, this, this the, like the 2005 era, 2006, then you know it all depends on what they can talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it'd be interesting. I do want to talk about Booker T. You know, the okay. the, the Booker T. Obviously, like I said, Eddie Guerrero. I wanted to discuss the Money in the Bank ladder match. It started in ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I want to know. You know some of the like the the backstage things when it comes to uh, superstar releases and uh, different uh, signees such as uh, Carlito Colombian Cool. Remember, remember that name, <laughs> Carlito Colombian Cool. Yo, and they actually introduced this man as that. <laughs> that was the name. I was just like. He needs to go down to this Carlito. And then they was like, "Nah, your last name is Cologne now." Yeah, like what? Like, whatever. So, yeah, uh, I would like to hear him talk about that. So, it's a lot of things in the documentary that I'm hoping that since it's going to be different multiple parts, they gotta talk about these things. Okay. They gotta talk about these things. I, I, I you gotta talk about Katie Vick. I think they try their hardest not to. I know, but we got a documentary though. You, 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 first of all, like you said, if you got the network, you don't know about it. That's true. So it ain't going. It ain't going to be like you. You bringing all these new faces or like it's on cable or something. It's on your network. You play it as is, and then word of mouth goes around in the wrestling community or stuff like that. Like, hey, new documentary out. Check it out, stuff like that. Then they'll probably go do it. But nobody who don't have the networks, I've, you know, physically going to look for this thing. Yeah, I mean, unless they unless they try to do selling off like a thirty for thirty or something, you know. You're right, but yeah, no, that just that's not gonna happen. So yeah, uh, like I said those are the couple of things that you know I just wanted to, to go over real quick. Um, I think that may be it for the podcast this week. Wow. Okay. I know we kind of we we, we kind of blew through that. Oh wait 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 wait
we still got to do the Wednesday Night War. So, a couple things happened in the Wednesday Night War, especially the debut of Jeff Cobb. So, join me in primetime as we record right after we seen NXT and AEW for our Wednesday Night War. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War, where we, uh, me and Primetime discuss who won for the week, NXT or AEW Dynamite. So, we are coming from February 12th, 2020, uh, with this, this is, uh, this is the go-home show to NXT TakeOver Portland, so we got some, uh, obviously a nice little go-home show going there, and then we got the debut of Jeff Cobb in a. E W. So we're going to Big go. Boy. What'd you say? Big boy. Exactly. So we're gonna go over both shows to start off with NXT. So NXT. Uh, I like I, I like NXT, and then NXT uh starts off with the uh, Roderick Strong is coming out there. He's pissed because because uh, well, you know of what? Of course he is. I, you know it's funny. <laughs> I thought the pants last week when you were telling me uh it was it was. Roderick Strong, his wife, and Velvety Jr. I was like, that didn't make sense. But then we told me no, it was no, his no. son. Yeah, yeah. His son on there with, you know, uh, uh, Marina called me up. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. I get I get all heat there. So he called a dream out. He he wants dream. But then uh, Bronson Reed comes out and starts fighting on Strong because let, uh, they brought, beat up Bronson Reed last week when us there was, you know, going their rampage. So we get a Roderick. I mean, did they really know? It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like a knee to the face. He was out. Uh, I would. Well, I mean, he was down. So uh, we get Roderick Strong taking on Bronson Reed in a very decent matchup. Bronson Reed gets time to you know uh, show his ability and everything. And I, I'm like, he he reminds me of the better Bull Dempsey. Oh, okay. I, that's a name for you. Yeah, you I'm about saying, yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of like a, a better Bull Dempsey to me because I, I, Bull Dempsey was like, all right. Yeah, but all oh, Bullfit was drawling. <laughs> Bullfit was drawling. Oh, I remember Bullfit. Uh, so uh, Roderick Strong picks up. But uh, throughout the match, uh, the purple ambiance comes down, distracts Roderick Strong. He thinks Dream was coming out, but then I, I, I just gotta say real quick though, I like that to be his like his lights out noise, like his gong or his uh, like the sting had the crow. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. That would be great. That would be great. But uh, and that's the boss. He's a he's a, a suicide. Uh, and then and uh, like, like, I think like the last half of the match, like the, the lighting was like purple, right? No, no, it it, it, it went back to being regular. Okay, okay. It went back to being regular. But uh, Ryan Strong picks up the win on Brasserie, and then Velveteen Dream comes up on the Titantron, and uh, he just lets he says, if anything. If anything happens to you, Ryder, just just know that Marina, your kid, will be all right. And everybody's like, "Ooh!" And you see, you see, you see the tights again. And you know what's funny? Velveteen Dream is obviously the face in the situation, but that's some heel shit to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know he gonna get his get back. He said, "Cause you know, obviously we didn't see this. We didn't see them actually do it. We seen the aftermath, quote unquote." But he said they threw him off of a scaffold. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> he said, "Y'all try to throw me off of the scaffold. Y'all try to break the dreams back, ruin his career." <laughs> but so, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess they threw him off the of scaffold. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I missed that, Pinky. So, 
Should we talk about these all together or when they popped up? Because this is one of the most entertaining things. I, I want to talk about it all together. You said what? All together. Oh, okay. Let's do it. So, here we go. So, take over Portland. We have the bros who always try to find a way to take over Portland. And AKA, <laughs> AKA Jay and Silent Bob. It, bro, that's exactly what it is. What it's a Pete, Pete, Pete Dude is talking. And so the first thing is he says, all right, well, we're going to drive. It's going to be the three of us, bro. So uh, Matt Riddle and and, uh, Pete Dunn are driving. And then uh, as uh, Matt Riddle is driving throughout the day, they switch over so he can drive during the night. And Pete Dunn is swerving past all these cars. And he's like, whoa, bro. (laughs) He said, uh, I forgot what he he said. He said, I don't know how you drive in London. He said, I'm not even from London. And then uh, the cops pull him over, and then he says, all right, man, look, all you got to do is be cool, you know, have, have this, 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 this. And they say, you know, you see the car getting towed. And I'm like, what? I like, I like how they did it, though, because he was like, Matt Riddle was like, let me do all the talking. The next scene is them getting towed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, like how they, I like how they did show the, uh, the, conf- the confrontation. They just told him getting towed. Exactly. I was like, yeah, because, you, you know, Matt Rose has some off-the-wall shit, like, hey, bro. <laughs> Uh, so then they are in this swan duck in, in the little paddle board things and then he said are we gonna really get to Portland <laughs> do a swan duck and he says no bro he says we're gonna uh, we, we, we gonna take this to where I forgot what he said and he said this is what he calls it do his best thinking yeah so they're on the paddle boat after the by paddle by the way by the way I don't know if you uh See, I'm subscribed to WWE on YouTube. So like the YouTube, every time they put up the video on the YouTube, it's like a different, um, <clears throat> a different slogan. Like the first one was like, they uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne's car trip goes up in smoke, uh-huh. and then the second one was Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are on the high seas or something. Uh-huh. It's always something to do with like uh, smoking or getting high or something. I think the third one. Well, we're talking about the third one. You know, they houses they get high, <laughs> something like that. They get high up or something. I don't yeah. Think. Okay. So yeah. Uh. Well, the, the third one just says that the bros away sneak on Triple H's plane. Okay, that's all it say. Okay, it's it, it all it says. Okay. Unfortunately, so. Uh, what they do is he says, "Look, you know," he, I, he says, "I got us a chartered plane." So he he try he stuffs, uh, the, the trophy up there. He says, "All right, look, you know, you pull and I push." And they put him in there. Then he sees Triple H coming. He pushes Pete Dunn in the carriage space. And then he goes runs up there, hides in there. Then you see Triple H go in there. And it's his private plane. And they're, they're flying off. He's like, we're going to Portland, bro. That is so funny. This man. shit out of nowhere became hilarious. I like, um, I think it's more hilarious because it's something not in the ring. And it's something not just backstage. I know? agree. <clears throat> I, I like more like, I mean the in-ring segments are cool but it's like when you just have straight up only in-ring segments when you have something finally not in the ring or not at the actual places it's, 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 it's great yeah especially different. when you have good chemistry and, I, and that's what I was saying because they that's one, that's one thing NXT does need more of they need more of that outside the arena type promos and stuff and, and like, segments I'll, I'll be I'll be honest though like say if Reddit Moss was to bring a 24 7 championship to the NXT. You know how I like much of the segments they'll have better than the ones that Raw tried to do or SmackDown? I agree. <sighs> I agree. But before we fantasy book, 
<clears throat> Mark Henry gives us a nice trailer on Keith Lee versus Dominic Dajakovic, which I thought was bad. That is how you hype something up. Especially for Mark Henry saying it. Exactly. That's how you hype something up. I'm talking about explaining how the big men doing this, and then we got these two big men doing that, and then now this match is going to be like, out now I'm looking forward to it. It only took two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's all it took. It was two minutes to build the stake up to get people ready for it and for the championship because these, these these big men be doing something they're not even supposed to be doing. Especially Keith Leo. Yeah. But you, I, I don't think people truly understand that Dominic Dodger is like 6'8". Yeah. He That's the bronze size type yep. shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's out here doing, you know, backflip moonsaults over the top rope. Like, bro... If if you if you stretch all your leg your limbs out you hitting the you hitting the front row because you're so damn tall. So yeah, he like you know and Keith Lee even though he big he he like what six four, he tall too. Yeah, so. he kind of like um, Keith Lee don't really get the, like because he's he's big but he's like people don't really see him as being tall because of his like I guess because of his weight. Yeah, because like you know Dominic and Ajakova and like Damian Priest are tall and like kind of like almost skinny or built or slinky if you want to say so people say oh they tall but if you see somebody like Keith Lee you might not think that he's like 6'4 or 6'5 you know exactly but it should be a good matchup uh then uh after uh we get you know the the Mark Henry thing we go on to our next matchup which is Dakota Kai taking on Candice LeRae uh the match was all right for what it was. I'm really hoping that the street fight will be better. Uh, Candice LeRae has her in the, uh, the Gorgano escaping, and she rolls her up and, p- and pins her. Tegan Nas comes out after the match, after Dakota Kai try, try, starts beating down Candice LeRae with the bell, starts beating down Dakota Kai some more, and that's basically what the segment was. I'm hoping that they give it all in their matchup at TakeOver. I feel like somehow Candice will have something to do with this. I don't know why. You know, I don't think so because I'm going to hold the interference for actually uh, later on, believe it or not. Uh, next matchup, Johnny Gorgano taking on Cameron Grimes. Your boy, Cameron Grimes. Nah, I don't got him no more on my thing, it, so I'm good. But you know what? This was actually a damn good matchup. Oh, yeah. This is a really damn hard hit matchup to the point where I thought Cameron Grimes may steal this one, but uh, he didn't. And Gorgano does uh, <clears throat> beat Grimes in the end. And if you watch the uh, W on YouTube, you see he had Cameron Grimes. Had, he was, like, giving it elbow drops and everything in the ring. So, you know, Cameron Grimes is all sensitive about his head. So, I felt as though that was good. The uh, only way I would have seen Cameron Grimes winning this is if Finn Balor would have came out. Exactly. <clears throat> so, if he ain't come out, then he, went, he was taking the L. Exactly. Uh, next up, we have a Cruiserweight Championship opportunity with Angel Garza. I don't know why he's not with Selena Vega on NXT, but only on with Raw. Because she don't want to fly against Orlando. I don't know. Leo Rush already said that this is the the, the, the guy that should be for the Cruiserweight Championship. This is not the same Leo Rush. So uh, he makes that known, and they, they have, uh, uh, once again, an awesome matchup by Leo Rush and uh, uh, Stamp. Angel Garza. And there was a time where I thought Angel Garza was going to win, but then uh, Leo Rush does fight back hard-hitting matchup, and then Leo Rush d- uh, does pick up the win to go take on um, Devlin. What's his name? Uh, 
Jordan Devil. Jordan Devil. Jordan Devil. Actually, Jordan Devil comes out and I, stares him down. At this, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say I feel like that maybe them be maybe writing off Garza on NXT for a little bit. Oh, okay. And him just losing the match and him being on Raw until Andrade gets back. I I assume. Gotcha, gotcha. You know that that does make sense. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Saint Tenegarry. If you want to call this a match, aka Wonder Woman. <laughs> Uh, she basically just beats her down, handspring moonsaults, uh, throws her into the corner, and then gives her the KOD, and that's it. And then she says, you know, Rhea, you know, she look at Bobby like, am I not here? Am I, you know, am I invisible? Then Rhea comes out and says, you know what? I'm looking right at you, and then on Sunday, I'm going to go right through you. So then she starts beating her up, and then Bianca gives her KOD. Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, look, it's strong there. Now, I'm telling you. Keep this. Now, we're going to, you know, obviously, we did our, you know, our predictions uh, for the podcast because you guys are hearing this part, uh, going to hear that part on the podcast. But I'm just saying, look, I'm telling you, this match is not going all the way. Well, <laughs> obviously, right? <laughs> no. When have you ever seen a takeover with six matches? Whew. How many matches? It's six matches, uh, folks? It's six. Is it? Dakota Kai taking uh-huh. on... Now, by the way, I know you guys listen to the podcast. Y'all, like, we, we just talked about this. When we're recording this, we, we record the Wednesday Night War right after the shows go off. Okay, so we did not do... What you're hearing this part, we did not do our section of... Uh, you know, the podcast just yet, but we put it all together. So that's what I'm saying. But yes, the six matches are Dakota Kai street fight with Tegan Knox. That's one mm-hmm. North American championship. Keith Lee, Donald Dijakovic mm-hmm. tag team championships. Uh, the bros, which was uh, undisputed era. Mm-hmm. Then you have Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Giant Gargano versus Finn Balor. Oh yeah. And Ciampa versus Adam Cole. When have you ever uh, had six matches? Yeah, it's, one of them. It's always yeah. five. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley's not going to full thing. Charlotte's breaking that shit up. I'm telling you. But she she gonna, she might have to break it up early unless um unless Charlotte still breaks that match up and then Dakota and Tegan go to like a no contest type like they they don't even start they brawl I don't know you know I, I'm I'm a, I, I'm probably. They need to have that match. That's what I'm saying. Bianca Belair, they can say that to say that for WrestleMania. Uh, Adam Cole has a match with Koshida in our main event. And uh, decent matchup uh, with, with Koshida, but I knew Koshida wasn't going to win this match, period. When Adam Cole hits the, uh, the, the last shot on him for the win. Tommaso Ciampa comes out and uh, drops Adam Cole. Afterwards, uh, even uh, and that's actually after the show goes off because, uh, when they they had him something to stare down and oh my god, what was that overacting overacting that they said? He said, um, I forgot what they I forgot what they said. Uh, when they were setting each other down, but on W.com afterwards, uh, Chopper does attack Adam Cole afterwards. So and then they say yeah, he had Goldie. He picked up Goldie like Hunter. Oh yeah, Goldie's coming home. Yeah, and I think Echo said over my dead body. <laughs> so, something like that. So, that was NXT this week. Now, we're going to jump over to AEW Dynamite. I, I don't know why I said that every week, but it's, it's funny. 
Uh, AEW. AEW Dynamite. So, uh, we start off with how how <laughs> does your favorite page. <laughs> AEW once again never lets me down. You start off with a tag team match, player. Uh, for the tag team championships, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking take on SCU. However, there was not that much rift between Omega and um, Hangman Page in this matchup. Before we start, <laughs> did you see the name the nameplate, or you didn't really pay attention? To okay, it? first off, that was disrespectful. What they said, Kenny Omega, days sober, like all the years of his life. Whoever add that up, and then Adam, uh, Adam Page, day sober zero. That is hilarious. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that, wow. They, that is hilarious. They did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, once again, you know, uh, they had a pretty pretty good match. I I love the the fling, uh, German uh, German suplex, and then once again, I I know it's not a move that everybody likes, but for some reason, I am liking that buckshot. V trigger combo that they be doing. I know it's still doesn't... not for me. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's like it looks okay, but it's like the set, I guess the setup for it is the one the way that <clears throat> it, it, it go for three. It looks like Kazarian's gonna grab the rope, but he doesn't. So, all right. And then after the matchup, uh, brawl breaks out because we have the Dark Order. We had the best friends with Orange Cassidy. We have the Butcher the Blade. And the young bucks come out because they're they're all getting ready for their tag team battle royal, which will probably start off the show next week. Uh, to see who's going to be taking on the champs at Revolution. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to start the show. Where was my boy's private party at though? I don't even think they're in the match. How? How they got a tag team battle royal and don't have one of the best tag teams in AEW in the match? I mean, I, I don't know because I don't. I don't know how their tag team thing is, is supposed to be. I thought it was only supposed to be like four teams. But then they just said, hey, we're going to do all the teams. But then Private Party wasn't there. So I, I don't even know if they're in the match or not. I don't know. Okay. Well, Jim Ross has a sit-down interview with Santana, which is a fucking good interview. I'm surprised it's Jim Ross. Is it? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, give Jim Ross credit when it comes to interviews. Maybe on commentary he'd be getting shit wrong. But, I mean, on the interviews... I mean, pre-taped, he can do that. Santana talks about his dad going blind at 14, and, you know, uh, it was like to be in the dark. And it, it was kind of very faceish, and then it went to heelish about, you know, uh, Moxie's going to, you know, uh, learn, because tonight they're having a match that's promoted eye for an eye. Yeah, but you can't, you can't get him that much sympathy, though. It's like... No, you can't, but a, it was still good. He's a heel, like, oh, my dad went blind, so I'm not going to lose my eye because he lost his eyesight. It's like, yeah, it's kind of... That's kind of like a very face promo, you know? Yeah, it was. I but, uh, mean, but, I mean, yeah. like, you know what? Santana shows he, he's the better one out of both of them. Oh, yeah. We all knew that. Uh-huh. So. Even though they, they don't they don't, they don't really tell you that. But, yeah, we, well, at least most people knew that. I, I see that. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> there's, a segment, there's a segment with Darby Allen in a series of uh, signs, uh, of Sammy Guevara. Yeah, the ones that he do uses during commercial break. Yeah. Uh, but then we have a Sammy Guevara matchup with Dustin Rhodes taking on Sammy Guevara. Boy, does Dustin Rhodes look good. He looks good, but it's, 
I didn't understand the heat behind this match when they like literally just had this match. Well, <laughs> because they want to illustrate the the whole thing between him and uh, Jake Hager. Because because literally when they uh, so I, the show I went to they had Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rose and Jake Hager came out in the middle of the match and interrupted the match. <laughs> and then this match, I think the same thing happened. So I didn't understand why they did it like two times, but you know, I guess they they this time they wanted to actually do the, the Hager thing. My last time he just called him out. This time they actually going to do it. So I guess that's the difference. Okay, well yeah, I didn't go ahead and match Revolution, but he hits the the Panama Sunrise and then or Canadian Story, whatever you want to call it. And then hits the you know the the, the curtain call or whatever he calls it in uh, T uh, in uh, AEW. I think he calls it the uh, the crossroads. I don't no final reckoning, final reckoning, final reckoning, final reckoning. Is what he I thought he it. called it a cross. What he? I could have sworn unless that was just a missed call. I'm about to say crossroads is what Cody calls this move, don't he? I know what I'm saying. Since his name is Rose too, I thought you know I thought hey both our finishes is the crossroads because when they fought. He did, he did his move, and they called it Crossroads. So I yeah. thought that's what the name was. No, it's like the final it. record, because it's, it's, just, it's just a curtain call uh, from from when he was in WWE. Yeah, uh, Tony Schiavone interviews uh, Dr. Brick Baker, DMD, <laughs> and she says that, you know, she had to take out Yoka's teeth because it, it was the cane. And, you know, uh-huh. well, I, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, Brick, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. Brick Baker as a heel, of course, she can work, but I, they I, need to use more than just Brick every week. I, I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, I mean, I think her heel promos have been getting better week week to week. Uh, she definitely did make in Texas made a uh, all the crowd having chubby water uh, burger faces, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you don't want you don't want don't want to do that down down there, especially uh, a, a rest uh wrestler uh name was Rena Gonzalez definitely wouldn't take heed to that because her favorite is Waterburton uh-huh uh next up we have for the AEW Women's Championship Nyla Rose taking on Rio the match that should have happened at the debut of Dynamite but they got scared yeah they got yeah. scared and I yeah I don't I don't I don't understand what they are doing with the women's division, especially with Riho. It's okay. like, look, they don't book her good at all. They don't. But see, here's the thing. Rio is a decent worker. Don't get me wrong. She's small as hell. So none of her offense is believable. If you look at, because you can sit there and make the same argument about Kyrie Zane or Oscar, but first of all, Oscar a little bit thicker, okay? And even so is Kyrie Zane, but still, the match that they have, the offense that they have is is believable for, for, for what they do. Rio, on the other hand, it's just like the girl soaking wet is about 70 pounds. Yes, well, especially in her promotion and stuff. All yeah. the women are her size, so that's very believable. But then you got like Nyla Rose, you got Britt Baker, who's like very like tall compared to her. You yeah. got Big Swole, who was very big at her. Yeah. So, Rio's offense, when she's fighting Nyla Rose and all of them does not look believable I can understand that but they still I don't they still haven't even booked her good to this point nope and this is why it, it, it need to happen 
that this match now it was sloppy at some points, but then they they did try to get a lot of near falls out there. I was like, don't don't have Nala Rose lose this twice. Don't have her lose this twice. But Nala Rose does hit the sit down power bomb and she pins and she is now the new women's champion. People are gonna talk shit, it doesn't matter. But this is what this is what they should have did at the beginning of of AEW last year. This is what they should have did, but they didn't. So, but now I think they did done the right move. I'm sorry, Rio, but it's time to time to move on. And then Nala Rose is the champion. So now I want to see what they do with Nala Rose. Uh, I say either Hakar Sheeta gets a shot, or uh, um, maybe Big Swole. Uh, yeah, maybe Big Swole, maybe. Because uh, they need they need a face, and them the only two faces I can think of right now. Okay. Or Chris Stat. We'll see. Uh, so Chris Jericho uh, is backstage with the Inner Circle talking about, you know, how Moxie stole his car. He had to travel the world to find somebody uh, to take out Moxie on behalf of Inner Circle. And it is Jeff Cobb. Big boy. And Jeff Cobb got a nice, uh, uh, like, video package showing who he is because, let's be real, AEW has sucked when it came to debuts. Yeah, they do, and they suck on um, like people that they people that's like already huge everywhere else, but yeah. that casual fan doesn't know who they are, or people that's coming back to wrestling don't know who they exactly, are. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I can understand if this was like somebody that they didn't have, you know, uh huh, somebody that somebody that they. You know, nobody knows they don't even do that for, but then Jeff Cobb, they do it for. So I like that they do it for people that they know that you know should be good here, you know. Exactly. And I was like, now that, that's better because when the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny came, they was able to the crowd was like, who? Or, you know. Uh, yeah, because, see, when Butcher and the Blade are not named at all. Rashford uh-huh. Shutter, yeah, he was in Impact, but they're not really names. Luther. Who is that? Exactly. And, hey, he, he's gone now. Uh, who else? Um, who else debuted? The Dark Order, when they first came, nobody knew who they were. Awesome so like, Kong came back, and everybody was like, oh, wait, she's here? Yeah, but they popped for Awesome Kong. Though. Yeah. Like, awesome Kong is actually a name that you that you would know. Like, if you see her, you would know her. But other people that they had debuted, don't nobody know who they are. They try to get them over. It's like, no, you got to at least show us why they are important, Lisa. Do something, you know. You're right. So, uh, next up we have MJF taking on Jungle Boy, which he <laughs> makes the referee like clean different parts of the ring. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, then, then we have Brandy Rose on commentary, no longer, a... <laughs> no longer possessed a... by uh the dark whatever crap she's the, the, the Nightmare Collective. <laughs> Yeah, they they they're completely done with the name of Collector. They got okay. So who, who, who what would you say? Now I was about to say this is the Jim Ross galore. <laughs> oh lord! On commentary. Oh yeah, because uh, the way he was just what, what was it? Was it this match or was it the the, the next match with, with Moxie? No, no, it was this match because Brady was on there, and MJF like was like holding his crotch towards her, and he was just like, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> Uh, the Jim Ross alarm clock, man. I need that. Uh, yeah, man. Jim Ross. Uh, 
whatever, man. They they gonna do what they do anyway. But Jeff Ross just I don't think needs to be on commentary anymore. I didn't want him on commentary to begin with, but I guess back then people was like, oh, you're supposed to hate. I'm like, no. I watch New Japan. He signed a New Japan. His commentary is awful on New Japan. Now people are like, oh, I understand what you're saying. He 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 does uh. He does. He has gotten older. He's kind of not in his realm anymore. Yeah, and he also he also got that old man. Don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he don't. He don't. Uh, so, uh, MJF uses the diamond ring to knock out Jungle Boy to hit him with the double cross. Wins the matchup. Uh, next week's episode will be Cody versus Warlord in a steel cage match. Omega and Page defend the championships against the Lucha Bros. A number one contenders tag team battle royale. And John Mox versus Jeff Cobb. Very jam-packed episode next week. So I can't wait to actually see that one. I'm glad because that, mm-hmm. they, they have it in the um in the State Farm Arena in uh, Atlanta. That's like where the Hawks play. Ooh, so, you know, yeah. That's kind of like a big show for them rather than those kind of small arenas. They got a big arena. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm assuming because he's been advertising, I'm assuming like their guest of honor or whatever is going to be Dominique Wilkins. Like like the human highlight film Dominique Wilkins? Yeah. Oh wow. He's very intrigued on what they doing, so he, he, he like he liking what they doing. Ooh, okay Dominique. And also, uh in two weeks it's going to be because uh the Bastard Pack uh debuted a video package of black and white, him working out and everything. Because it's gonna be a thirty minute Iron Man match between him and Kenny Omega in two weeks. Oh yeah. That should oh, be yeah. good too. And it's going to be down to the wire. I can tell you it might be like a tie. They might need overtime. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. So it's, it's going to be 35 minutes. I'm telling you, that's, that, that's going to have to be an event the show. Let's see. Because you got you got to start off with that tag team match. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna, that's going to be the main event on Cody. I think Cody and Warlock on main event. Just well, no, no, because well, no, well, it's well, the main no, story. No. Cody Warlord's next week. The, the Iron Man is in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, then of course, that's going to be main event. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, the, the steel cage is gonna be in fact gonna be the first ever steel cage. Uh, so we now we got John Moxley taking on Santana. Ah, for that. <laughs> At first, they both look the same because they both got like pants on. Exactly. They both got, like the eye patch and the thing. I was like, oh, these the same people as them. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, the the match was pretty good. It actually, I thought the Santana match with Moxley was better than the one with Ortiz the week the week prior. Uh, Moxie wins with the paradigm shift after the match. The inner circle come in, beat him up, and Jeff Cobb comes down because he was supposed to debut next week. But Jericho said, Ah, uh-uh, baby, bring him down now. So everybody was popping for like Jeff Cobb because they seen that package video, and then they're like, Okay, and Jeff Cobb comes in there and beats down Moxley, and the whole inner circle stands over a fallen Moxley. So that was a good way to end the show this week. So in your personal... That might be his first loss, I'll be honest with you. It, 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 <laughs> you're right. So, my uh, prime time, who won, Who wins this week for you? I say AEW. You damn skippy. AEW. AEW Dynamite <laughs> wins, wins this week because after they debuted Jeff Cobb, I said you can't go anywhere. But, uh, I mean, NXT was good. I, look, the Bros Away stuff was great. The Brosley stuff was great. The Bianca stuff was great. When they debuted Jeff Cobb. Exactly, but then they debuted Jeff Jeff, Jeff Cobb. (laughs) Why you ain't give him a a thumbs up when they debuted Luther? No, no, thank you. (laughs) Because 
And even JR even finally put him over to him. He's like Dr. Death Steve Williams. <laughs> I think he looks I, since he got the hair, he looks more like a killer. Like he looks like Rhino, like he can he can um put his hair over his face and like hide his eyes. I don't oh, know yeah. why that that adds something to it, but it does. It does. It, it I mean, look, yeah. hair sometimes adds to a lot of things, and sometimes when they cut it off, it just looks as you know, just, just don't look right. <laughs> so uh, there, you guys have it. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for next week's. I can't wait to talk about AEW next week, also. And it, it actually got a strong show next week, also. That's going to be the Tickle Portland Fallout, also. So, we're really going to have a, a loaded uh, Wednesday Night War. But now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, everybody, we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed the Wednesday Night War with me and Prime Time. I've enjoyed doing it with you, Prime. Oh, thanks. That, the Wednesday Night Wars are fun to just watch together and yeah. talk about, watch and talk to each other about it. Exactly, I'm just telling you, because right now, I'll be ready to curse some of these people out. Uh, it'd be some, some hilarious shit. So, so I told you, next week's episode, we got to make sure we watch that one, dude. First oh, ever yeah. AEW oh, cage match. <laughs> Cody will try to do a moonsault. Is AEW going to be your new uh, end of the line? Was it? Was it? Oh, 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 yeah, remember, remember that roadblock end of the line? Roadblock, yeah. <laughs> that, that, Every it, time. Yeah, you know, it, it, it may have to be because, you know, it's taking over for, taking over for my WCW. So, it it, it, it it may have to be. So, it just shows the love I have for it. So, yeah. So, you, you know what I haven't done in a while, Prime? What's that? We haven't talked about rumors in a while. Ooh, how long you think? Uh, I would say it's been about almost a year. <laughs> over oh. a year. Since you talked oh, about so many yeah. rumors, and you know, since WrestleMania is coming up, we there's a lot of rumors. I'm like, what? Wh- I think we should bring back the rumor mill. Well, hit the music. Hit that music. All right, so welcome back to the rumor mill. We have not done this. In a while, so you know, time to stretch my legs and uh, get the feet wet a little bit. Um, so first thing is, look, WrestleMania 36 is right around the corner, and the rumors are just swirling in. So I'm gonna read something that I got from uh, this is Craig Seats, CraigSeats.com. Once once again, everything we take with a grain of salt, or how you feel about the rumors. I mean, some could be true. Especially when it comes to uh, the older gentleman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So here's one of the rumors. So uh, apparently, we see Goldberg on SmackDown. Now he got, he going mm-hmm. against the Fiend at, at Super Showdown, and it says the original plan was for Goldberg just to work the Saudi Arabia show, but it appears that he has changed with the interest in his SmackDown appearance. There have been a spike in ratings of viewership when the hour that Goldberg was there on SmackDown. So... When he called in to SmackDown. Exactly, when he called in. But everybody was, you know, Goldberg's a household name. He is a legend. So people want to see Goldberg. And so now, the uh, Russell Votes mentioned that there's a chance that we can see uh, still Bray Wyatt versus uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and John Cena versus Goldberg 
But they said it could be switched for Reigns and Cena, and Reigns and Goldberg, and Wyatt and Cena. Because they did talk to John Cena, and Cena said that he has control of what he wants to do at WrestleMania. Cena said he wants a match. Now, granted, the match I would love to give John Cena is like Velveteen Dream, but they're not going to give that to John Cena right now. I know they're trying to make John Cena have the 17-time uh, championship, but I think his movie schedule is going to be too busy for that. I think they should give it to him when he's older. Not yeah. as old, but when he, like, you know, when he got a free time, you don't even got free time to be on SmackDown every week right now. Hey, and to be fair, we haven't seen Cena in like two years, so we can't say, you know, shoving Cena down our throat so he's going to get a championship. He ain't been here. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. If they were to do something like this, do I mind Goldberg versus Roman at WrestleMania, Spear versus Spear? No, not absolutely not. Goldberg has a better Spear. But... It's that do we really didn't see Bray Wyatt get to sh- get trampled by Cena again at a WrestleMania? <laughs> no, we don't. He's the fiend now. Here's the thing: when Bray Wyatt starts out these new gimmicks, remember WrestleMania 30? It was the new Jim Jones cult leader gimmick. Bray Wyatt. He had everything going for him, and then WrestleMania came. Cena beat him. Cena says, "Oh, is that a new Karadasi?" Give him to me. <laughs> and and okay. Cena beat Bray Wyatt. So now you're yeah. telling me Cena, with the with the long dad hair now, is going to come in here and he's the only one that can take out the Fiend? Well, I give it to him. If he's that character from Fast and Furious, then, oh, I, I see that, obviously. He can obviously beat the Fiend if he's that character from Fast and Furious. Yeah. He's catching cars. Uh, no, exactly. I mean, look. <laughs> I don't need to see John Cena for in, in a big part. If he wants to wrestle, I want him to wrestle with one of them lower mid card guys to you know help put him over. I want him to wrestle somebody he can put over and somebody he he can promote. Like he might be like how The Rock was, where he's there one week and sending a video in the next week, and not being there for like three weeks at a time. So yeah, uh, I kind of want him to do something that the other person can build the feud. How kind of like how everybody that. <laughs> That phone only thing I recommended for like 2011 to like now. Exactly. You, you know, you're right. You're right about that. I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's a good move to have him because he got some free time and he wants to wrestle, give him the championship off what the Fiend is doing good right now and uh, kill the Fiend's momentum for seeing just to lose it to either Roman or lose it right back to the Fiend because he, he won't be there that long. Because. People, people, you keep, you gotta remember something. Even if Cena's not recording a movie, say if Suicide Squad two is done, and say if uh, obviously Fast Furious nine is done, he has to go travel to promote these movies. Yeah, and he does like TV shows too. And he he do like um, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I think he does that still and other shows. Yeah. So he has a busy schedule, regardless. Exactly. So I mean, it seems like he been filming. <laughs> she like he's been filming that movie with Jackie Chan in China forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, when, when's that getting off the ground? So, I don't think that um, it'll be feasible. I, I really necessarily don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, another rumor is that a dream match has gotten leaked. Is it, is it a dream match? Well, no, you can, I'll let you continue. Uh, it is saying that, you know... Uh, 
a dream match has finally could have got leaked, and uh, it's a pretty big one. So I'm looking on uh, this is si.com Sports Illustrated, and I'm making sure they're the ones that report the story. I'm not necessarily sure, but there is a rumor of having AJ Styles take on The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Okay. Now, <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? I, now, once again, now, what, granted, Undertaker is old. And Undertaker has said on the Stone Cold thing that he wants to be tired of his term. He don't like being told what to do. Blah, 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 blah. Got it. Undertaker right now is a guy who can't carry a match any, anymore. Uh-uh. He cannot carry a match anymore. But if there was somebody to bump and sell for The Undertaker then the match can turn to be pretty damn decent. And who would that be? AJ Styles. You know, there have been talks about AJ Styles and Undertaker in a dream match scenario for the longest. And AJ Styles, even at his age, coming off an injury, can make the Undertaker like a million bucks. And I think that's who somebody want Undertaker wants to go up against to be like his last match. I think, I really think Undertaker wants his final goodbye because he knows... That match, I, I, I honestly think if the match with Roman was like a five star matchup, if it was a if it was a great no holds bar matchup, when Undertaker laid his hat down and gloves and everything, he would have retired. But with that being said, and it wasn't, I think Undertaker's been trying to chase that 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 candle, and he's just had worst match after worst match after worst match to the point where it's like okay, he's trying to come back to redeem himself. He does it in a tag team match at Extreme Rules when we was here in Philly. He looked good in the match. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was a tag team match. He didn't have to do much in it, but he did his he did his part, and he actually looked good in the matchup. So if he was looking at a smaller guy like AJ Styles to help put AJ over and to make him look good in, in, in like his, like his final thing, I, I'm cool with it. Okay. Okay. Uh... I I don't like it because it's this older, stiffer Undertaker, you know. Like if you told me twenty eleven, twenty ten, twenty nine, two thousand nine, I would say of course, yes, but this taker is is not mobile at all. Like he can do chokes there, yeah, AJ make him look good, but when AJ gives some moves, it's not gonna look the same. And AJ can't even get him to styles class, that's his finisher. So he gonna have to do the uh, uh, what you call the elbow, and I don't think it's just gonna. I don't. Uh, I just don't think it's gonna gonna be well chemistry wise or flowing wise. Just with the stiffness of Undertaker at his older age. I don't think AJ is AJ is the person. I don't think AJ is the person. I put it like that. I mean, look. I mean, I do kind of agree with you, but once again, AJ is kind of he's one of the, the very very. Short list of wrestlers that can have a have a five star match with a broom. Okay. And I'm still mad at AJ and Shawn Michaels because this man came out of retirement and didn't fight AJ Styles first. Oh my god. Anyways, off of that. Exactly. Ah, I will forever be mad at that. Oh my god. I mean, I agree with you. That Dolph, all of shit. He had to come back. And get, he had to come back. And get not get caught by Kane and Undertaker. But that's either here or there that that sweet salty money be talking, don't it? 
So yeah, we'll have AJ AJ versus Sean at Saudi. Then I don't care. Just do it. Just have it. Have a match. But I, I <laughs> think then, that the Undertaker, he is he's slightly embarrassed, and he has said that he likes to work with you know like the other guys like Brock. Uh, is doing doing great and working with the, the the smaller younger guys, man, is really really uh making it the, the younger guys look better and Brock look good. And I, Undertaker, he doesn't need to do anything. AJ can do all the moves for him, such as the phenomenal form. Obviously, will take the Undertaker down. He can do the springboard four fifty. Undertaker give him a choke slam. AJ will sell the shit out of it. Uh, Undertaker give him the big boot. AJ will sell the shit out of it. He give him, he can give AJ the actual last ride. Not have him do a 10-punch in the corner, and they grab the uh, the last right, barely get him up, and just toss him down. they too heavy. He can actually get AJ in the last ride, in the tombstone, and I think they can give him a literally, no pun intended, a phenomenal match. AJ wins the match at WrestleMania, so his name becomes synonymous with somebody who beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, and then Undertaker finally says, look, I did it all. I I'm re- saying this every year. I, I would not even... I would not even. At this point, he might retire on episode of Old School Raw. You know, I'm not even. Look, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what if he retired this year. I'm not gonna even do that this year. Just let him retire and let him go in the Hall of Fame next year. I'm not even gonna do the what if Undertaker retired this year. I'm not even. I'm not playing that game. After he done duped us all out on WrestleMania 33, I'm not even playing it no more. I'm not even you entertaining it unless he says for sure. This is my last match and do like a Kobe thing. I'm not entertaining that last match Undertaker stuff. You know, I do agree, but I do think him and AJ Styles will set up the match. I don't know what the story would be, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I always thought Undertaker versus Finn Balor would be good because of the demon thing. That's what I always thought of a, of a match, like a small person like AJ. But, you know. I, 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 I just know that AJ is a person that can say can have a five-star match with a broom. So yeah. him, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, it's a very short list of people that can actually do that. So, uh, you know, with, with him taking that mantle, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I, I'm i actually not mad at that. Now, the problem is it's come out. I actually want this shit to happen, though. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Sometimes they keep the plans the same. Sometimes they change them or alter them. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of WrestleMania weekend, there is rumors uh, for the Hall of Fame. So once again, we already got two Hall of Fame inductions last year before uh, the actual Hall of Fame was even announced. Oh, so, I thought you were going to save it. Oh, man, I thought you were going to save it. Okay. Oh, so, so, I, thought you gonna, I thought you were going to use the tool suite in there somewhere. Oh, oh man. I'm sorry, I, I I messed that up because uh, Batista and the NWO are being inducted along with Six Pac. How he has to be the luckiest guy. I swear, look, he comes out every time they have a reunion. His his shirt is literally half and half. One half say DX, one half say NWO. I know he's the bridge between the clique, but here's the thing: he ain't joined NWO until later, before they was well well established. Yeah, he's not even the fourth member. The fourth member is uh, DiBiase. Exactly. And then I think Big Show. <laughs> exactly. So, he got a lot of members. Exactly, but but no, he gets the Hall of Fame nod. All right. Probably because he's cool with Vince and the clique and all that. So, 
Whatever. Uh, So, there are two uh, more rumors slots to be taken up in the Hall of Fame this year. And that is Yusha Thunder Liger Mm -hmm. and the Bella Twins. Okay. How do you feel about that? That once again, this is just a rumor. This is not necessarily saying this is true. This actually, I'm going to get the source right now because once again, it's good to do your homework, get the source because this is coming from SB Nation. Okay. SB Nation have wrote this down in their rumor roundup, which is still part of CraigSeats.com. Okay. We're talking about the Bella Twins and you should Liger being next to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020. How do you okay. feel? About, now, you were, I went first on the AJ thing. How do you feel about that? First of all, Joshua Van der Liger should be in there if he's in WWE or not, or even in uh, NXT, whatever. He should be in the WWE Hall of Fame because he is just, the, the, uh, he is just, he's so awesome. He paved the way for so many cruiserweight stars. Exactly. Almost all of them. I'll be honest he probably, I would say he created the cruiserweight term, but he like, he reinvented the cruiserweight, the term cruiserweight, what it means to be a cruiserweight. Yeah. So and, many guys. And he's from Japan too, because Japan is known for the martial arts style and Mexico is yeah. known, known for the cruiserweights. Yeah. So he like, you know, a lot of people you see are cruiserweights are inspired by him in some form fashion. So that is that is something that that is awesome, and he just retired, so that is that is that is uh, that is great. Uh-huh. The Bella Twins, honestly, I don't have no problem with them. I, I can see, you know, uh, Nikki was the longest reigning Divas champion. Uh, they had good runs. They did do stuff for other women, paving the way. Um, I like Nikki over Brie, but we're not talking about who I like better in the, in the sense of wrestling wise, but. I do. I, I I can agree. Yeah, the Bella Twins should go in. Should they go in before so and so and so and so? That's you know who who's to say that because Troy Wilson is in, so we can't really judge anybody at this point. But I wouldn't mind. I I, I really wouldn't mind seeing the Bella Twins. Here's my thing. Look, we could go with the argument every year of who should be in there before the Bella Twins. In my personal opinion, this is the WWE Hall of Fame. Vince is gonna put in whoever he wants to in his WWE Hall of Fame. And yes, mm-hmm. the Bella Twins do deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. They have very su- su- successful careers, and they they have as much as I get on the Bella Twins. They have I've actually seen wrestling growth from them. Yeah, because I remember in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when they first came, I was like, Oof. "That's the diva eye candy right there." That's all they wanted for because they twins, and they was all flat. Then all of a sudden, they uh, wow. I'm sorry, because that's what that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, everybody like, whoa, they, they just blew up out of nowhere. Like, uh, why would you do that to them, Vince? And then, but you you can tell, especially in Nikki, that they took the wrestling seriously and got really good at it. Yeah, because they were tired of getting talked about for being sleeping to the top and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So they went out, got themselves better. Uh, Nikki being the longest reigning Divas champion, and of course, uh, they didn't get chance to be. Because- <laughs> Bree said, I'm going to make sure I get that. I'm going to get a, the best wrestler in the world. It's my husband to train me. Exactly. Now, Bree doesn't have the most the, the main accomplishments as uh, Nikki does, but yeah. she's still a decent Nikki, wrestler. Yes. Nikki is the better wrestler because I feel like Bree, once they, like, 
when she was by herself, everything was cool. And then once they started like announcing like, hey, her and Daniel Bryan are married. Then when she started doing Daniel Bryan's move, I think that's she kind of declined for me. Yeah, when she started doing when she started doing Daniel Bryan's stick, I was like, uh, come on, like yeah. Doing the yes kicks and messing them up and doing the, the dials and botching. And botching doing that, like, yes stop and, and doing botching. it. So, yeah. Just stick, <laughs> stick to your primo knee in the bottom of the rope and then, you know, and call, and call it a day. She had a high-profile rivalry with Stephanie McMahon, so that was uh, pretty good. So yeah. They uh, had a rivalry against each other, too, so that was good. Yes. That, so, was, that was cool. The matches were okay, so, yeah. So, they do... Deserve to be in the Hall of Fame once again. I, I can go on for hours about which woman deserves to be there first, but they're retired. Uh, yeah. They they both having kids and they're not coming back. So uh, if they do to make special appearances, they've done a lot in the company. And I think can, I think um, I think they'll come back. Not right. now, but I'm saying you know, for Nikki, I'm I'm sure she'll be like, I want I want my kid to see me wrestle, kind of like how Trish did. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be something like that. You're right. So, yeah, kids make you do a lot of things. So, I am aware of that. So, uh, definitely, probably coming back. But, yeah, they definitely deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And you you should have the Liger. It doesn't even a thought. Yeah, this man is. J- Japan's, Japan's almost greatest wrestler, one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And, like I said, he, he's held from Japan and got that luchador style, which is a more a, a Mexican style, uh, style of wrestling. And he... Uh, does it got the, got the most trademark match? You should have liked those matches like in every wrestling video game. Mm-hmm. We, we try to create M man raised both of them too. Exactly. You you don't know what it is, and this man is fifty some years old, still out here getting it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I really wish AEW could have got him on one of the one of his stops before his last match, just so he could say he wrestled in like all these different companies. Just say he wrestled one match. Because yeah. in TNA, he was, he was, you know, he wrestled Joe. I think he wrestled Roderick Strong in TNA one, one uh, year for some odd reason. I don't know why. Uh, he wrestled AJ. So he wrestled a lot of people in TNA. Then he went to New Japan, of course. He came to WCW. He was in NXT. So he's done a lot of stuff. Of course, PWG and Ring of Honor and all that kind of stuff as well. So he's done a lot. I do. I do I, I, he does done a lot. So both of them. Is well deserving. I think that class is starting to look very, very tight and very, yes. um, very big. So and I'm curious who else they gonna put in there. Try to shoehorn in there. And also, if you want to go and watch the Jushin Thunder Liger match, go to YouTube. Go to Jushin Thunder Liger versus the Great Muta. Well, okay, excuse me. Go to okay. Go to Jushin Thunder Liger versus Great Muta and. Uh, it might say Keyshawn Thunder Liger because that's his alter ego. So he, he wears all black or all white, depending on which one you see. But those matches against Great Muda are some very good classics, I would say. And him versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, we're in '97. Yes. Yes. So yeah, uh, get get all those good matches. But yeah, they are both of them. They, they get my vote for the Hall of Fame. I, it, the Bellas was saying that. I mean, it's the Bellas, but it didn't hit me when I heard like Tori Wilson. I'm like, what for what? And you know, say because the Bellas, you know, did their thing, so I can't, I can't I, even. I can't wait until we get to light it up in the Hall of Fame. Light it up, light it up. Like, oh no, seriously, I can't, I can't wait for that moment. When AJ does come back. Yeah, or it just goes in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you know, I'm, I'm shot. I'm down with it. 
uh, Elimination Chamber is coming to Philly. So, I hopefully get a chance to go so I can see what the case looks like in person. Okay. Uh, Probably be close to touch it, if depending on where you sit. Well, usually I'll be in the front row sometimes. I don't know okay. if I want to be in there this time, but you, hey, I remember I, we went to Battleground back in 2017, and I got to touch the, the Punjabi prison match. That joint was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucked. bamboo or whatever they call it. Yeah, that match sucked, but that, but that bamboo was hard, bro. They got a, a, a listing here of who is going to be in the Elimination Chamber matchup. Rumor okay. has it that uh, we got Reigns, Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan, Shishka Nakamura, Baron Corbin, and Robert Roode. Why Robert Roode? Who knows? <laughs> Why King Corbin? Who knows? <laughs> at least, at least Corbin is in. At least Corbin is treated like a, uh, like a you know singles guy. Roode is currently like in a tag team with Rudolph. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess Rudolph, I, I guess Robert Roode would be like. The Randy Orton to Triple H in uh, that one of those elimination chamber. I think it was one of the first ones, the second one maybe or the third. Which one? The one that Randy Orton was in. That Randy Orton helped Triple H. Well, he was there like to. Was it Triple H or Batista that was in it to help Triple H? Batista. And they're getting eliminated anyway. Batista. Okay, it wasn't Batista. Okay, it was one of them. But yeah, yeah. And I think was... he might be like the one to help. Corbin ended up just getting eliminated. That was the one, 2005, when it was like Jericho and Crispin, and uh, they, they had um, oh god, who else is in it? I can't. Uh, yeah, so okay, think, you know, how many people of the actual list you think is actually going to be in there? Yeah, people. I do apologize about that. Uh, I, I thought Shinsuke and Braun was going to have their own thing. Maybe they settle it in the elimination chamber, and then after they eliminate themselves or something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I thought he was going to probably have a match afterwards. She's going to get back his championship. Uh, I can see Robert or Bobby Roode in there, especially if Dolph Ziggler is uh, popping up on dates with Mandy Rose. <laughs> okay. So I mean, you know, why why, why not put you know? Robert or Bobby, Bobby Roode in there they haven't done much of anything you know of significance so you could actually make him you know put put put, put it down underneath his belt so I mean honestly it probably gonna do like a normal contender thing and obviously the one that's gonna win is Roman anyway yeah it's gonna be down to Danny Bryan and Roman exactly but I hope it's down to them too cause if it's down to uh, Corbin and and Rowan, and they do like another mini match. Oh my god! No, I would be, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to take that. To be honest with you, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to take that. Yeah, but I mean, if, it, if that's the match, that seems solid. So you know, we'll see where they go from here. Those are some of the rumors I, I, I touched on. I just want to get out the way. So I, yeah, I think that for something that, that has been gone for over a year, bringing back the rumor mill was not that bad. Yeah, went that back. We had a lot of news out the way. Exactly. Uh, do you have anything that you want to do prior? Well, since we bringing things back, I thought why not bring back the top five? Yes. Prime <laughs> top five. So hit that ripped off Jimmy Fallon music. All right, guys. 
I decided why not do my favorite top five WWE owned, so WWE, WCW, ECW title belt designs, in my opinion. Okay? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Honorable mention is the current WWE Championship just because when they first unveiled it, not the one that Brock, but the one that Brock won, they first unveiled it. I liked it, but now that it's the main title, you see it a lot. It's kind of like is it's, you get tired of it. But just about alone when they first unveiled it, I like it. And I still like the design. I just don't like the repetitiveness of them using it for all their belts. That's, that's honorable mention. My number five is a new belt, the NXT UK Tag Team Championship belt, because that belt is just looks amazing. The blue on it makes it look better. I did not get a chance to see it yet. It looks that good. Oh, it looks it look you can you can Google up a picture right now. You can put it on the screen or whatever, but it looks uh it looks good to me. The belt looks good. It does look uh, good. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah, yeah. The all UK belts just look good. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if they give them more detail in it, but they they all look good. Um my number four is actually an older belt. The Winged Eagle belt is my number four. Uh, it's just it's, it's it's one of the ones that's up there, but it's just not my personal favorite, so I put it at number four. But it is still a legendary belt. My number oof, my number three is just one that I just like. It sticks with me a lot. It might not even be the best looking belt, but it's the WWF Tag Team Championships. It's from the nineties. Ooh, that's old, man. Oh yeah, I like. I don't. I just those that. I just really like the way that those belts look. I just really do. My number two is the Attitude Era belt. It's Attitude Era, the one that you know we see the Rock, Stone Cold hold before he got his own belt. Triple H, you know, Undertaker. That that belt is uh my number two. My personal favorite. <laughs> my number one is the WCW United States Championship. To me, it just looks the best. I think they should bring that title back. It's just, it just, uh, it just has a lot of stuff that I like on it. Do you, do you like that top five? You got any that you would add personally, or no? Actually, like not, my list? no. Actually, I've been, I was, I was, I was intrigued by it. So I like here the top five. Okay, okay. Maybe we can bring it back more often, like you know, every couple of episodes. Yes. I do Surprise agree. on y'all. Y'all gotta listen to the full episodes and spring it on y'all once it, in a while. Exactly, exactly. So make sure you guys check it out every week. But uh, I think that is it on the podcast front. I can't, if we, unless you're missing any news, uh, I can't think of any right now, unless you can. I can't think of any now at the moment either. Because I don't want to sit here and talk about the whole shareholders. And because, first of all, WWE is some big shit when it comes to that, that you know, that uh, shareholders and stock, stuff like that. Since I'm not good at, you know, uh, deciphering the correct information when it comes to the stocks and the money, stuff like that. I just know that the network could be in trouble and they are trying to stream out some of their pay-per-views to different companies. Yeah, I just know they said it was under a million subs. They, I, thought they, I thought they had over a million. What, everybody got canceled, Jones? Well, you know, when they say you get it for free, three months, they just make up a new email and keep it going. Get them three three months, and then when them three months run out, get a new email and cancel the other one. And they, 
That's how people do Netflix sometimes. You know what? You are right. That's probably. But I myself do it legally. If you're listening out there, I do it legally. So do I, because right yeah. WWE never keeps getting my ten ten fifty nine every month. Mm-hmm. Now they go up. Now we go. Never stop. Even, <laughs> even even they got to put more content on there, but still. Uh, but yeah. Yes. So, uh, once again, guys, check out spaciesphilly.com. We're not sure we're a part of. Check out the podcast they have over there, the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, both sides, and uh, a retro market dark show. Check out our, oh, especially check out uh, The Life of Kofi. Five episodes are up there, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Check out therealnerdcoalition.com. Once again, that's therealnerdcoalition.com. Where you guys can look at get our merch and check out all the content that we have on that website for you guys is everything. So it is great. Uh, make sure you check out Prime Nostalgic Podcast. Me and Prime Time just did a video about All Star Weekend predictions. Oh yeah, yeah. In the video, and he was on my other episode of Prime Nostalgic Podcast as well, talking about our favorite black people, just in general, famous people in general. Exactly. So check that out. So uh, love nobody can find. Wait, what podcast apps the Prime uh, Nostalgia Podcast is on? It's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and mostly everywhere you get your podcasts, except Apple. We're not there just yet, but we're coming very soon. And uh, once again, you guys listen to the, uh, the No Give Me See The Wrestling Podcast uh, on all those podcast apps as well, including Apple Podcasts, along with the Nerdgast Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and drunk off sober tongues, but new podcasts is coming up like the Ballers Lounge and Man Talk. So all that great stuff, content coming out for you guys. So make sure you uh, stay tuned and you know get all that. Patreon will be coming out soon once we work out all the kinks, details, and content for you guys to pay at the tier to uh, come over and watch. So once again, this is uh, thank you to all everybody out there for the list. Next week we will be doing. Number, uh, number 30 to 30, uh, excuse me, 30 to 21. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, we'll be doing uh, 20 to 11. I think we'll be at the tail end of Black History Month going into Met, to March where we're going to give uh, our 11, uh, our 10 to 1. So that should be really uh, interesting discussions there. So, uh, once again, this is NC, the place to be, Joe Tremusaini. To my co-host that's not here, the man with the reality, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. Take it easy. And then my uh, wife, the great lady, Sketch, who had to bail out on me. So I appreciate that. But my, my co-host who stayed with me, not Deion Sanders with Primetime. I'm going to say it. It's been real, y'all. There it is. <laughs> take it. So take it when you can. You might as well put a copyright stamp on that, Joe. I and, did it. And Q-Flow. Wherever your engagement ass is at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.